Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where three bearded film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time. My name is Luke Condor with Kate. I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. And? and... <laughs> it's Andy Conjure Turner. Hello. Hello, everybody. When did, you leave us, when did you leave us hanging for so long? It was almost like building up the tension of like, who's it going to be? It's Andy Conduit Turner. <laughs> you know, just like to mix things up. Actually, I was thrown out. I'll, I'll be honest. He said mister and i was waiting for that last word as a cue and i was like no can't go oh, sorry. <laughs> and well, yeah mister but, but luke was just not assuming my gender as no. he shouldn't <laughs> i uh i got proud of because cat was walking down the stairs and uh throwing me yeah. off but yeah sorry and threw you right off that was a yeah. really fast intro as well luke. like a really speedy to the point succinct intro i mean have you got somewhere to be it's all right we've made up for no. it since <laughs> no no <laughs> Right, okay, get on with it. Right, what, what's the news? What have you been watching? Oh, what do you think of this film? Right, see you later. Got some name game? Fuck you. Out in 10. Out in 10. That's what I like to do. Uh, how how is everybody? Doing? Everyone okay? Very good. Yeah. My Very... cheeks are hurting. I'm smiling. You ever get that? We've been smiling too hard. Yeah. We've been having we... a jolly good time just before we started recording. A little peek behind the curtain there. We were. Laughing about Jabba the Hutt's cousins and all sorts. You'll never hear that. It was before we recorded. Shabba. Shabba. Shabba the Hutt. Mr. Loverman. Mr. Loverman. Uh, I get the face thing when I laugh too much, but I also get like the back of my head aches like, yeah. when I'm laughing too oh, much. You, get that? you put too much of your skin back there while you were smiling, I guess. <laughs> put too <laughs> much of your skin back. Where's the skin on your face? I've just put it at the back of my head for a bit. Yeah, yeah, I smiled just... and pushed, I forced it all back. Yeah, yeah, I was I was laughing like about something the other day. I was like, God, back of my head is absolutely <laughs> caning me. What's happened? Very so you get it when I eat eat something that's a bit too sweet, like just around the sides of the jaws, it like tense up little nuggets. Chewing too hard. Chewing what when I eat too eat too fast, like I'm actually famished and I'm just like shoving it in, and then my mouth goes, <laughs> Oh, I can't keep can't keep up with that. Calm down. <laughs> 
I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. where you like chew it and it's like, I might actually die because I can't chew this. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> bit, Let me swallow bar- before you put more in, you beast. You're like, no. <laughs> it's a bit embarrassing, really. I think I saw the reflection of myself once when I was doing it and I was like, oh, that's not attractive. <laughs> I think I was just like chowing down on some crackers and hummus. I just got back from the gym and I was so hungry. I was like, oh, 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 oh. and I just saw myself <laughs> in the reflection of the window and I looked like a twat. Bigfoot. Oh, Cat makes fun of me because I always go like um if I've done any kind of exercise I haven't eaten, I'll start to shake and I'll be like really like I need to eat something within the next 10 seconds, I'm gonna yeah. die. Just gonna pass out it, start going and gray, like eating, it. just withering away. <laughs> yeah. Calories mean nothing in those moments, do they? Uh, it's like <laughs> eating in a it. cinema and you never get full. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, did you did you have any snacks in the cinema with your new chapter of Ghostface? And a couple, two chocolate eclairs that I, that I found. Found them under, the se- or... under the seat. <laughs> under the seat. Under the seat. Under the seat. The cream's a bit off, but just smear. Just, it's all right. Just hold your nose and be fine. <laughs> yeah, down they go. It's a clair, they go. Like that. It's like when you go to a hotel and they leave a chocolate on your pillow. Sometimes oh, when you go yeah. to the surname, you find uh, chocolate under your seat. <laughs> you find it's a eclair on your seat, but you've got to look before you sit down. Otherwise, it's a smart oh, move, again. Because like if, you, if you're a hotel and you put a chocolate that people can have when you get there, it doesn't necessarily make your hotel better, but it makes every hotel that doesn't do that look like absolute shit. Yeah. Like I, don't, I don't go, oh, a chocolate. What I do is I see a chocolate and I eat it. But if I ever go to a hotel where there's not a chocolate, I go, <laughs> you may as well have shit on the bed. What <laughs> the is... fuck? Well, I'm living at one star resort. Am I? Jesus Christ. What's my friend? Smash a window on the way out. What kind of chocolate is it? Was it an after eight? Maybe some little bit of a mint crisp, oh. maybe a little mint thin. <laughs> a little mint yeah. thin. Yeah, I like that. They come in their little own individual little beds. Yeah. Slide them out. Little paper oh, bags. they are good. Yeah, yeah, very <laughs> nice. Um, so, what about you, Anne? Did you have a snack in the cinema this time? We've never uh, discussed no. this before. Just, so. just a little, just a little drink, mostly because I'm trying to lose weight. And uh, a, a little you know. drink, a little be talking, a little. Oh box no, a massive um, drink. A drink um, is bonga. a drink. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you are, you only consume liquids in massive form, right? Yeah, I had the biggest bottle drink. Yeah, for those on camera, got my big squash yet again. Got to did stay you, hydrated. Did, did you need a wee break during Scream 2022? <laughs> Jesus, no. that isn't sick. You didn't need a wee break. I'm like a camel. That I'm pretty sure that's like, um, you know, when you go to like a novelty shop and you have like yard pint glasses or something. There's a massive like thing. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's what you've got. It's a, it's a glass from, uh, what's right. it called? It's a glass from the, you know, where you get the Christmas market. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah hold, it close, hold it closer to your head because I'm worried that. It's it just, is bigger uh, than your head. Why is it yeah, so big? It's larger than my head, and I have a notoriously notoriously large head. I'll tell you the traumatic story. We were living in Swindon at the time, driving down driving down the hill. Um, I was trying to be helpful. I was looking out the one side so I could tell Karen, the driver at the time, if there was any cars coming the other way. And she goes, do to move your fucking moon-sized head out of the way? <laughs> so ever since then... <laughs> Always pointed out that apparently my head equals the size of the moon. We is it should, the moon um, from, from Zelda? Which Zelda is it? Majora's Mask. Yeah, Majora's Mask. Yeah, Majora's Mask. Yeah. Gradually yeah. getting closer. Every three days I smash the shit out of a town. 
<laughs> well, you know, got to keep busy. Yeah. Uh, what what we got then? Do you want some horror news? Yeah, give us some horror news, Ben. Want, want some of that horror news? Well, keeping with the theme of today's episode, uh, might be a good idea to discuss Scream's box office because um, it's been doing very well. Pretty sure it's like number one pretty much everywhere right now, but it slashed its way to a 35 million four day opening. I think that must be just US, US, yeah, yeah. in the States. So, yeah, made about 30 million in the weekend, but over the four day period, 35 million. And apparently, numbers are massive in comparison. That was me reading it because it said massive in italics. Uh, in comparison to Scream 4, which opened back in 2011 to only 18.6 million. And ended its domestic run of only 38. So it's already close to beating it after You're four days. It. People That's are good. loving it. Yeah, I think it deserves to do well. It's nice, nice to see these people back. Nice to see the team behind it. I'm glad it's doing well. I saw there was an article, I think um, Troy shared it in the Facebook group even, that was one of one, one publication had gone, oh, it's beaten Spider-Man. Spider-Man's been out for... A month. Yeah, like, everyone's do... over Spider-Man, aren't they? Everyone's... Yeah. Well, yeah every, like, there's only certain people that can go and see it. But um... Was the uh, cinema busy for you guys? Because it wasn't for us at all. Reasonable, no. but I tend to try and go at times there will be less people. I try and pick like the most yeah, yeah. antisocial times I can. <clears throat> I hate people I don't really know. Yeah. So we went to the Everyman Cinema in Bristol, which I've never been to before, with like sofas and ting. So it wasn't that busy. There was probably like about maybe about eight other people in there. Uh, mm. But yeah, lovely way to enjoy. I think I'll maybe for, for special releases, I'm going to treat myself to something like that. Just to, yeah. especially uh, we've discussed going to see horror movies, especially on like opening weekend. It can be a bit, you know, annoying. Because you get the people screaming it or the person you're going to go out on a limb here and say, Ben, you're your favorite character to meet in, in society. The person that laughs at a horror film and then points out, oh, I just find it funny. Yeah, there's that kind of person. Uh, who else? There was a guy in Malignant who turned around when the film ended. He went, well, that was shit. Well, I announced it to the cinema. Uh, but I think my, my, my least favourite one was the people who sat in front of me reacting to every scare in Brahms, yeah. The Boy 2. They oh, were reacting Brahms, to Brahms. every scare. Reacting to every scare like they were watching the best, most well-crafted horror film ever made. Literally going, I can't believe how scary this is. <laughs> Fucking hell. They're practicing for their own like series of reaction videos. I'll be like, oh Jesus, Brahms the boy, look at (laughs) (laughs) They're practicing their YouTube thumbnail face throughout. (laughs) Yeah. They are are literally watching the film like Randy from Scream. Like, don't look behind you. It's the boy. Do you remember how people watch, like, this always sticks with me, but do you remember how the audience were watching the film in Scream 2? How they were watching Stab at the start of Scream 2? Yes, I do. My God, you could not relax. Popcorn was getting slung everywhere. People wearing masks, fake stabbings, real stabbings. Uh, people running up and down the aisles. I'd be like, I want my money back. I put it to I you. I want my money back. If given given the choice to go and watch that that screening of Stab with that audience or the screening of Snow White with Gremlins, I think the Gremlins oh, one was a wow. more acceptable cinema to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was way more chilled. Uh, these are yeah. gremlins if Hulk Hogan tells them off they will settle down and gremlins yeah. too at least that's, that's, true. Yeah. that's true I mean you would if if he, he's got 28 inch pythons he's, he's <laughs> tearing his shirt off um, yeah. 
<laughs> you're going to shut up when he says so. Yeah. Um, but thinking back to that, I think that is probably... I've been thinking about it. I've given it some thought. I think Scream 2 has got the best opening of all the movies. Of all the movies ever? Even, even better than number one. Of all the Scream movies, sorry. Not of all the movies ever. Uh, I, I have not seen 2 to 4 for a long, long time. So how does number two open again? So, so the guys in the right, cinema they're, they're watching... watching... What, yeah, they're watching Stab. Stab. The movie okay. of, of obviously yeah. Scream. Jada Pinkett Smith and her boyfriend are having a bit of, bit of banter. He goes to the toilet. He hears a funny little voice, puts his ear up against the door, gets stabbed in the head. Okay, uh, I remember that, yeah. A, that's brutal. But B, the killer goes and sits back next to Jada Pinkett Smith with mask on. She thinks it's her boyfriend pissing about and she gets stabbed. And because everyone around is dressed as a scream, as the ghost face killer, and everyone's pretending to stab people, it goes unnoticed until she goes to the front and screams and she's covered in blood. Um, I just thought it was great. It was like a hidden in plain sight sort of killing. And I really honestly thought this film, obviously we will get into it. I think it needed something like that. Something a bit different in terms of a, 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 a place that the killings happen. Yeah. I, mean, I know we had a hospital. But I don't know. I I, I kind of liked the fact it happened out in public. I think there was a daytime killing in this one, isn't there? Which is yeah, there is, which is quite interesting. But you know, um, yeah, I think I hadn't thought about the opening to Scream Two for a while. It was it it is a good one. It's a nice, interesting take on it as well. well don't and they, also, um, don't they do that, that in, in an English because everyone would sit nicely. Everyone would sit nicely and quietly and be like, yeah. did, did you say <laughs> they do that in scary scary movie? I'm pretty sure they do that in scary movie. The cinema kill. Or something similar to that. Might yeah, be possibly. Yeah, because Is there's it... a penis that goes through the hole in the wall. That's yeah, but right. that, that's got that's got to be scary movie too. Sending up Probably. Scream Two, though, right? Probably, Isn't it? Yeah, it I don't know. It, I hope it wouldn't be life. It, no, sorry, I was going to say life imitating art, but scary movie non parody imitate, imitating yeah. imitating parody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did, I did kind of think that that kind of because. I'm obviously we're going to get into it. I just thought in terms of beginnings to the film, you kind of know what you expect with Scream, don't you? And it's going to be phone call in the house. I know Scream 4 did the thing where it's like all the openings were versions of Stab movie. Um, which I couldn't was say anything about Scream 4. I watched it not so long ago, so we can get into that. But Okay. Um, other bits of news. It's quite sparse, actually. But apparently Jason Blum has said... Happy Death Day 3 is still on the cards. Probably just be called Happy Death Day. For, well, what was it? Happy Death Day. Happy Death Day to you. Happy, Happy Death, Death Day, Day, but the the E is a three. Yeah, we'd like that. Yeah. Um, so apparently he said, I have a plan. I'm not saying goodbye to Happy Death Day. I'll say it like that. Oh, secretive. Just tell us. Um, I'd go yeah. for those. I like those. They're fun. I like them. Well. Yeah. I've not seen the second one, don't we? Or have I? I don't know. Ben's I like those, that vibe, you know, the Freaky Friday one. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. prefer yeah, Freaky that. Freaky was great I'll, as well. A, a yeah. hell of a lot more, I think. I'd like to see another one of those. Um, don't know how that will work, mm. but you know, still. Um, and then a film we mentioned briefly last week is the new A24 horror movie X, directed by Ty West. There is a poster and a trailer. A trailer. I've seen... uh, actually seen is... the trailer. Great. The trailer it's looks like... really good. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of the best trailers I've seen in a little while. It's uh, it's really really fun. So, is it about like the making of an adult film, like in a, on in, a ranch yeah. or something? It kind of looks like um, imagine the guys from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, uh, mm-hmm. but they 
are going to make like a porno and, and they're staying in a house that I guess imagine be like one farm away from the Texas Chainsaw Massacre farm. It seems like that kind of that kind oh, of house. Okay. <laughs> um, and then the crazy stuff looks like it starts happening. It looks great. It looks really that's, fun. That's kind of, it doesn't sound like an A24 vibe of horror, does it? Well, A24 is weird because you do kind of associate that certain vibe, but then they have done quite a few uh, stranger films. I mean, I mean, Swiss Army Man is an A24 film. Oh, okay. Yeah, I guess it's like the big popular ones that you kind of associate with being a kind of a kind yeah. of vibe. But uh, oh yeah, there's loads of stuff. Yeah, it's found itself very high on my films. I'm looking forward to this year very quickly with just that trailer. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm definitely interested. I will go and watch the trailer then. You don't think it gives away too much? I don't think it really gives away much at so. all. I think yeah, it's yeah. quite it's quite sparsely cut, so it gets you a vibe of what it's going to be about. Um, yeah but without really spoiling very much. Yeah. I also saw a trailer um, at the cinema, which I've not, about a movie I've not heard of at all, called Unwelcome. Have you guys heard of this or seen a trailer for this? So it stars Hannah John Kamen, who played Jill Valentine recently in Resident Evil. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did uh, see the trailer for this at Scream. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was... Yeah. It's, it, was it was weird seeing a trailer on the screen, which I literally had no idea that this film was even a thing. Uh, what... Is it like some kind of murderous goblins? Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's like... or something. Yeah. Oh man, I would have. I didn't. I didn't see the trailer, but you you've got me on board straight with murderous goblins. Pretty murderous much. goblins or elves or little people. So apparently, it's like there's some a couple a couple from London moving to rural Ireland. Um, Hannah John came in as pregnant, and the other person is I recognise the dude. He's not from... pregnant. He's not. He's not pregnant, apparently. But you know, uh, and the, yeah, there's. They're like, oh, we got to go and give a blood offering to something, and they go to what? And then they say the. They say the red hats or something. <laughs> they say something oh, like that. Hats. Something they like say, that. Yeah, like little red, red boxes hat. or something. You could have yeah. written the copy for this, um, Ben, because I just looked it up on um, on Letterboxd here, and it describes the the ne'er do wells of this film as malevolent murderous goblins. Oh. Wow. So they've taken there it just a step further, but well, even looking at the poster, there's a there's like a farmhouse, and it looks like there's a big shadow of what can only be a malevolent murderous goblin because it's got it's little goblins. pokey ears, and you can see it's got like a little knife in its hand, little bastards. So yeah, that I mean, that, yeah, could be fun. Maybe not a cinema uh, visit, but it's definitely on my radar now. It's oh, something that could could pay, be interesting. Pay attention to that. I've not seen a good. Goblin movie since that the last bit of cat size. Isn't there a ser- a TV series called Elves though? Yes, there is a new TV series called there Elves. There is, yeah. What about Ernest Scared Stupid? Was that more like trolls? I guess. Uh, yeah, let's not let's not get into generalizing and <laughs> saying that elves and goblins are the same. We'll get letters. Elves, <laughs> goblins, what are they fairies or something? We need a scary fairies movie, don't we? That's it was um the, the two Irish. One. Yeah, there's Darkness Falls. There's like an Irish one where a guy and a and a little family they move into like these little wood house thing, um, and they get attacked by fairies, and he turns into a fairy. <laughs> he turns into a fairy. I think so. I can't really remember. Um, it was made by the guy who directed The Nun. Uh, okay. So they just will be then. No need to explain in these bad boys. They'll just be a Corin Hardy. The Hallow, it's called. Yeah, it's all right. It's pretty good. Ah, 
Charlie mentioned that when, when I said they're little elves or something. She was like, "Oh, have you heard of a film called The Hallow?" And I hadn't. So you said that was all right as well. Yeah, I think they were like little fairies or something, but not nice really? fairies. Horrid no, horrid fairies. No, I mean, no. Are any fairies nice? Tinkerbell was a twat. Was she? Oh, shudder. Yeah, she's dead jealous, isn't she? Dead jealous, and it, she, she did something bad. What did she do? Didn't she? Didn't she grass them up to Captain Hook? Yeah, she did. Do you remember the fairy from? Um, oh, gossip. <laughs> <laughs> and the fairy from Legend was terrifying as well. The little. Because she loved, they're all, it's always they're always in love. Fairy uh, pants loved... labyrinth for a bit, bit goblin yeah. looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about the fairy and legend used to terrify me. Even though there's like uh, the Tim Curry is the darkness. Um, there's like a witch, a swamp witch. Out of everything, it was the fairy that scared me the most. Uh, Harsh times growing oh, up yeah. in, the, in the area we grew up. Things like even the nice things were quite horrible. Oh yeah, yeah cause I rem- I do remember her, actually. She's like, yeah. she's all angry and like, and Tom Cruise was like, oh, "I can't be in love with you. You're a fairy." And she's like, "Oh, you stupid twat." So she emotionally abused him. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, but yeah, that is oh, pretty much yeah. it for news. The I would only say. Only other bit of uh, news I saw, Ben, just Ooh. to sneak one under the door here. Um, after we talked about it last week, I thought it was, um, I thought it was just, um, I thought it was already all she wrote, but apparently there's a little bit more. Apparently now Why the Last Man is officially cancelled because they've also also given up trying to find someone else to take it. So officially all done, which is a shame. But again, like we were saying last week, just kind of disincentivized to see it now. And, you know, for all I know, it could be very good, but. It's Why annoying because it's like if only people. Oh, yeah, it is annoying because it's like it's, it's amazing it exists. It's out there. That property got turned into a TV show, but the fact is, it will probably end on some level of cliffhanger that they want to rectify in season yeah. two. Yeah. So that is definitely frustrating. Yeah. I've only got a few episodes to go, so I might as well finish it. I don't know. You can watch it for us, Ben. It can be your GT. You just have to make the rest of the story up in your head. Or just read the comics. Just read those books, yeah. 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 <laughs> that makes a lot more sense. Uh, has anybody seen anything of note uh, this last week? Well, so uh, well, for the Hawk and Cleaver movie night on the Facebook group, go and join the Hawk and Cleaver Facebook group and we have movie nights every now and again. We watched Cargo, which was the Martin Freeman. Oh, yeah. He um, takes his little, he gets zombie. He gets bitten by a zombie and has to take his little baby to safety um mm. uh we, we reviewed on this on this podcast ages ago I think. we did can you give can you give me a, a year or a date 2018 2018 correct wow 24th of may 2018 i was gonna say that um it's uh it's it's pretty good actually i mean i actually kind of preferred it more this time watched it a second time but yeah. I, I tend to find that i actually do prefer movies when i rewatch them was there like um, a creamy, a creamy Dolch Delesh? Dolch Delesh zombies. Yeah, there was. So, oh, I just, just yeah. want to have a little taste. Just want a little taste of that Dolch Delesh. Uh, yeah, it was yeah, okay. I, 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 I liked it. It was good. Um, anything else? Eternals, which is on Disney. Oh Plus. yeah, Eternals. Okay. We all watched Eternals this week. 
We all watched Eternals. However, I still got a bit of it to watch because I started I was watching... say the same. <laughs> I started watching it, and my my daughter was like falling asleep a bit, um, and I was a bit like, ah, there's. I think I had like an hour left, and it's quite long. It's, it's like long, two hours, really 40, two hours, yeah, forty minutes. It's a biggie. So I think I left it for a moment, but I don't know. I don't want to be negative because there's still an hour to go. You know, there still is an hour to go, so it could rectify itself. But I was a little bit bored at times yeah. there were a few times i was a bit bored <laughs> and even even during some of the action scenes i was a bit like eh. and you know it's got loads of people in it who, who, who i really do like and uh yeah uh i quite liked the overall twist of what was going on like why mm. they were there uh but yeah it, it does feel like it was quite stakes boring. stakes are incredibly high though aren't they it's been, i think with the MCU, it's one of those things where I don't know. The stakes have been so high that now we need to take a step back and allow yeah. the stakes to be a bit. You've got to try and you've got to try lower. and rebuild to something else again, haven't you? You've got to spend some time introducing things that don't pay off in a huge way, like cosmically beyond that movie, mm. before you can build up the next big thing. Um, I would say no spoilers for your last hour or anything I won't talk about the ending or if anyone hasn't seen it at all I think it's a big ask to have so many characters oh my god yeah yeah and not annoyingly they they kind of only they work as a group and as a unit so it's really hard because you wouldn't be able to do you wouldn't be able to intro these characters in their own movie one at a time you're not going to build them up like you did the Avengers so you have to do a you kind of have to introduce them all at once. But yeah. there's so many people that you are, you're going to zero in on two or three of them. And they kind of do that. But when some of your smaller characters are, you know, some of the actors they've got in these roles and how famous they are, it's really, it's a really, really tough ask. I think some of them, as you get to the end, you get to the last hour, there are two or three that really stand out. And I kind of, Really also, enjoyed seeing the end of Gemma but, Chan. Um, yeah, is already in Captain Marvel, right? As yeah, she's character. one of the she's one of the Cree people. That's annoying. Something about that like bothers me. Like I don't know. You know, you know when like a character gets recast, it's like okay, it's probably for the best, but something about it kind of like chips away at me. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like that. When, well, it's because the MCU fact- in particular is quite uh, out of most franchises. It's quite solidly built. If that makes sense. Yeah. So like the recastings do kind of like why, chip away why, at it a bit. Why on earth did, did they like why did they cast the same person? Well, like, I just like good. you're pretty good. You should do more. It's insane. It's just like I've got another one quite famous. So it's like, oh you want to do that. Let's get well. you into a bigger role now. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. But maybe it's because she was in like she was in like Cree makeup, wouldn't she? I guess in the the last one in Captain Marvel. Isn't that right? Yeah, so she right. was she was a bit, bit bit green, I think, if I remember right. Um, yeah, I will finish it though. Yeah, the it's thing... all right. It's all right. You know, it's at worst, it's it, it's the thing of a Marvel MCU movie, right? That I think that the worst MCU movies are still just fine. It's like pizza, or even bad pizza is still fine. Yeah. Yeah, it was the only. It was pretty... the only one I didn't. It was the only MCU movie I haven't seen at the cinema as well. And there must yeah. have been a reason for that. I think I did attempt to go a couple of times, and like the show. How is it? I've not seen Black Widow either. 
I think they're the only MCU movies I've not seen. Black Widow and the rest of Eternals. Mm. Which one do you think is, is the better movie? I think I prefer got... Black Widow because Florence yeah. Pugh is excellent in it. Florence Pugh is amazing. Um, what, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> I was about to say he's amazing. I've forgotten David his name. Harbour. David Harbour is great as well. And even though the villain and the threat isn't so great and isn't so strong, I think you get away with having an interesting group of characters. In terms of like Eternals having so many characters, they obviously introduce everyone, but when they're getting the band back together, it goes on forever. Yeah. I'm like, oh god, they got someone else to find, have they? Oh, for fuck, just send a, just send a text, group text. Uh, they they yeah. mentioned this a bit later. Spoilers, Ben, but only Gemma Chan really uses a mobile phone. <laughs> Grow up. Grow up. The loss of you. Um, one of them's dead. Good with technology as well. Come on, you should you should have invented the iPhone before Steve Jobs. <laughs> should have beat him to it, but he didn't. Pathetic. Maybe you gave him the idea. He's not about. Yeah. He's just giving people the idea because he gets dead pissed. Oh yeah, that's right. He just contributing to the atom bomb. He's like, oh, what have I done? What have I done? Oh, it was a laugh doing it. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I've seen is uh, after watching interview with the vampire last week, mm. I thought I'd go and watch Queen of the Damned because you know I didn't remember all that much about it, uh, and it is pretty kind of naff unfortunately say, there's not much going on it's the plot is like pretty much fredbear it relies too much on people looking attractive um <laughs> rather than like any sort of story um alia is like amazing but she's only in it like three times this is the thing like she's so prominent on the poster and everyone kind of remembers queen of the damned for alia in one of her only sort of big hollywood roles that and romeo must die Oh, yeah. And yet she's literally in it like three times and they, they sort of make out that she's the mother of vampire. She's the strongest vampire that there ever was. How could she possibly, oh, she's been beaten. That's pretty much it. Um, it's just, it's a proper like, lightweight film. It's very, very naughty in terms of the soundtrack. So the soundtrack is, um, a lot of it's written by Jonathan Davies from Korn and he's performing a lot of the songs, but the actor Stuart Townsend who plays Lestat is singing so but when he's singing because he wakes up and becomes a rock star obviously when he's singing it's like jonathan davis's voice coming out which is very very strange such a unique like specific voice as well (laughs) you know i mean he he doesn't do any of that but still it's just it is a very like oh i think 2002 so it came out the same year as blade 2 right okay that 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 kind of rings true in my head like those kind of movies sit together blade 2 is a little bit cheesy uh but blade 2 i do love quite a bit yeah um even though it's not really ropey cgi at times i kept thinking while watching queen of the damned i wish i was watching uh blade 2 i was watching blade Um, 2 right about and there's no and there's no familiarity between the character of lestat in interview with the vampire and this film like at all like you would never think it was the same character um, maybe that was a, a choice because I think somebody said that they changed a lot of it from the book to try and take away some of the rights from Anne Rice somehow. Oh, okay. So they're trying, to dick, trying to dick a, an author out of like the royalties. Yeah. Lestat, he's actually a bit of a, he's all right. You know, he's all right. He's a laugh. Yeah. He, he's a right laugh. Uh, so that was pretty much that. So there we go. 
Is that everything for everybody? That's it. I've been playing a ton of The Outer Wilds still. Um, oh, yeah. Which is a great game. I wouldn't say it's horrible, but it does have some scary moments. Like when you're sort of out in the little pockets of space trying to find stuff and then something jumps out of you. There's uh, some scary moments, but really good game. Like a puzzle. I think I talked about it last week. Like mm. a puzzle exploration game, if you're into that kind of thing. Very much recommend it. I feel like I can live through you. You can tell me about it because I've heard it's great. Again, haven't found the time to play it, but um, yeah, I can do what I've been watching in in one hit because, of course, we were all excited. Scream is coming out. Um, new Scream, you know, latest entry in a franchise. So to celebrate that, I've been doing the best thing you can do to prepare for a new Scream movie coming out and watch loads of movies from a completely different franchise, unconnected to this whatsoever. So um, classic. And following up from a previous episode, though, after we watched our old mate Chucky in some child's play, <laughs> I've been I've been blazing through some of those. I've just got one more of the original series to do. So I've done child's play two through six, I guess. So they start really? getting titles oh, wow. rather than thing you have to say. So child's play two and three, and then it was Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky, and then most recently. The Curse of Chucky. Um, and you and know what? The, and then the TV show. Did you do the TV show? Well, I'm going to do that last. Okay. Um, and I've seen, yeah. I've, I saw the non-related Child's Play movie a few years ago on a plane, so I'm not going to go, don't need to do that again. That was perfectly mm. good, though. I don't, didn't dislike it. Get to mention in today's film, actually, doesn't it? But um, we're going to finish off the series with the, uh, the Cult of Chucky, and then I'm going to watch the, the new series, because apparently that's been really well received. And I will say something for these Chucky movies. Um, I think of the 80s-born um, slashers, probably the most consistent. Ooh, probably the most consistent. There are, there are good and bad about them. There are some where the effects are a little aged. There are some where, um, like Bride of Chucky, Seed of Chucky in particular, you can tell they are late 90s, early 2000s movies for the the sensibilities and the writing and the tone and the me- and the soundtrack in Bride of Chucky sp- specifically um but there's actually a lot of fun to be had with them and it doesn't really especially you know for I think it, it hasn't really run out of ideas they're still going with with new ideas fresh kills and things like that and um I think a lot of it is down to that all of them, um, he, he starts directing later on as well, all of them have the same writer. Yeah, is it all Don Mancini? Yeah, it's all Don Mancini. So he is mm. he is stuck with the franchise throughout. And, and the you TV can show really, and everything, right? You can really tell. You can yeah. really tell that basically this is someone who is, and I'm sure when he wrote the original Child's Play in the 80s, it wasn't, he didn't think that he would be writing things for it all these years later and carrying it on. But because he has the, it really kind of, it, I assume he's put some work in to make sure that they don't just write everything off and they don't just forget things that came previously. It works, works pretty well. It works pretty well. And I've uh, grown in fondness for this, for this series of watching through. I'm going to get and finish it and then watch the new series, which apparently Everyone I've spoken to has watched it, says it's really good. So I'm looking forward to getting in it. Yeah, it's definitely on the list for me as well. The show. Yeah, yeah. I'm just looking on online, you can get like the complete seven movie collection. 
it's quite expensive. It's like 73 quid. But it's tempting. Blast through them all. Blast through them all and then just sling their DVDs out the window. <laughs> Done. Goodbye. Yeah, but that's it. Apart from the film of the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Film of the week, Five Cream. Five Cream. <laughs> five <laughs> Creams. Okay, so film of the week is Scream, also informally known as Scream 5. That's if you're mates with it. You know, if you're mates with a film, you can, you, can, you can go, all right, Scream 5, and it'll go, all right. But if you just call him Scream, he'll be like, I don't know you very well. Please call me. Mr. Scream. Yeah. Mr. Scream. It's Mr. Mr. Scream to you, <laughs> not Mr. Five Cream. So it's a 2022 American slasher film directed by Matt Bettinelli Alpin and Tyler Gillette. They're the guys who directed Ready or Not from 2019, possibly. Written by James Vanderbilt, built and James Vanderbilt. Is that the guy from Dawson's Creek? No. <laughs> and Guy Busick. It is the fifth installment in the Scream film series. Um, and though billed as a relaunch of the film series, the film is a direct sequel to Scream 4. And it's the first in the series not to be directed by Wes Craven. 25 years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges and Sydney, Sydney Prescott must return to uncover the truth. Yeah, so I'm just looking, so... So the guys are called Radio Silence, right? There's the directors, Matt Bettinelli, yeah. Open and Tyler that, And it looks like Guy Busick is the other one who was a writer on both. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's free well, together. And then there's this, this James Vanderbilt. Oh, he was a producer. Oh, he's sticking his oar in. <laughs> I think the killer <laughs> should be... Shut up, James! He I'm going to producer. Come on. <laughs> He wrote, uh, whoa, actually. So he wrote uh, oh, yeah. Darkness Falls, which we talked about. Uh, he also wrote Zodiac. Uh, oh, oh, wow. He had a part oh, in Zodiac. And The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and 2. And Transformers Rise of Beasts. It's new, isn't it? It's not out yet. Is yeah. that the new Transformers? It is the new Transformers. He's right. He's writing everything. He's all over yeah. it. Darkness Falls, wow. I remember kind of liking Dance Falls. It's a long time ago. It's probably not, doesn't hold up that well. But uh, I'd watch mm. that again. Interesting. Um, yeah, so um, uh, ratings is looking okay. It's looking okay. It's not over. The, people aren't going mental for it. So Rotten Tomatoes, critics have it at 76% and the audience have it at 84. Uh, IMDb is at 7.3 out of 10. Uh, Letterbox is at 3.7 out of 5. Uh, the critics' consensus on Rotten Tomatoes is the fifth screen finds the franchise franchise working harder than ever to maintain its meta edge and succeeding surprisingly often. Um, and there's a quite a few reviews on Letterboxd. Uh, there's not too many good ones uh, in the sense that like notable worth, worth bringing up. There was one that was good though. Sergio Steinbulls said, I can't believe the killer was the friends we made along the way. And he gave it five stars, uh, which is uh, quite nice. Not again. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this was a screen movie. Was it everything you guys expected it to be? This was a screen movie, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Touching on it there, when they talked about the meta element, the meta element is front and center, uh, almost like a character of itself, of its own, because 
obviously the meta element in the previous films was kind of like touched upon and was kind of ever present. But this kind of goes a step further where everybody at every turn is kind of talking about it as if it is a horror film going on, accusing people of being the killer. You could be the killer where you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do this. Most characters involved are aware where obviously we had Randy in the first film who was the, the, the in for the audience Mm -hmm. um, to be, to be aware of how the film was a meta sort of slasher. This is so far down the rabbit hole of that. Um, But I do agree. I think for the most part, it does succeed. It doesn't feel like too much. It doesn't feel like, oh God, stop going on about that now. Sick of it. And the fact that they've got like a Randy replacement character to try and bring the rules of these movies to 2022. And one of them is a jock. And the other one's like a cool modern lesbian girl. Like it's very, it's yeah. very knowing, isn't it? it? It kind of wears its heart on its sleeve where it's knowing. It's like, okay, here are all the cliches from horror movies that we're going to talk about. And we're very aware that even this film that you're watching right now is firmly within those cliches, sits firmly within those cliches. But we're going to commentate. It's got a commentary that runs through it. Um, In many ways, only yeah. Scream can really do this because of its history of kind of a meta narrative of, of, of doing this but effectively what you're doing really well and certainly makes our job a lot harder and the making making the internet's job a lot harder of making like funny comments about this because effectively a lot of the things in this film which are cliched or are referencing or you know are falling into some of those traps of the genre basically you've hung a lampshade on that and said yeah like and yeah. I'm pointing out that this is a thing and that I'm doing it. Um, some would argue that that doesn't mean that you should. It's okay to do it still, but it's very well done. And I think some of the, uh-huh. the meta stuff and the discussion there, it's not necessarily laboured at times. Like it just it flows very nicely. So actually, I think it works for the most part pretty well. And, and the, time, it, the times when it works, like really works for me. There's a couple of moments I'm like that is genius. Yeah. Like that, that's so good um but yeah it's just a bit like they push it too much a little bit a few times i feel like some of the gags i just think well it's probably a bit too much that it's too especially rich with, especially away with the you know the, when they do some of the things that are like the the cuts when they cut to other people making comments about it there's a couple of bits where they actually go to like youtube or something like that do you think they were maybe put in in post because they once they'd even got some feedback from the initial trailers coming out for example, like Ben, they've come after you here. You know, you mentioned Five Cream because they had the chance to do it. They mentioned it because they're talking about Stab yeah. 8 and they're like, oh, I want to put 8 instead of the B. It's right there. It's right yeah. there for you to actually use it. And we're like, ha, ha, ha. Notice the yeah. guys from the yeah. uh, the Dead Meat um, YouTube channel were briefly in this film as well, like as a cutaway to YouTube, which I thought was quite cool. Yeah. I watched their video recently where they were walking around the, the house, the stew house. Um, so yeah, that was, do you think it like almost felt like an attempt to try and be like, like, so it could avoid criticism in a way Well, like it's, it's so far meta and it's so far, it makes such commentary on, on fan fiction, not fan fiction, sorry, but on like fandom and the yeah. toxicity of fandom and, mm. you know, the reaction to sequels and, recalls is something that they use a lot in this film obviously a reboot slash sequel and the involvement of legacy characters alongside new characters and how that 
how those relationships and the balance of that in the movie by commenting commentating on it so much is it almost like it's well you've kind of preempted you've kind of preempted the criticism that might be laid at you and said yeah i know like i get it i did it on purpose you 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 fucks i guess before we go any further we should probably say because this is a fairly new movie we get we as a rule very if you haven't you haven't listened before first time you've joined us we will go through the plot. We'll break it down. I guess we'll try and do it in sequence and we won't throw out who the killer is early doors, yeah, but we I will fully let's... spoil the movie. If you haven't watched it yet and you're going to, go watch it yeah. first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's not mention who the killer is until the film reveals yeah. who the killer is. Um, but yeah, because what do they, they call it something at some point when they're talking about horror movies, obviously they talk about elevated horror a lot and some movies get name dropped, which is cool. Babadook. It follows hereditary. They kind of so I kind of appreciate the fact that the writers of this film understand that this is a film from the past that now exists in 2022, where the landscape of horror has changed drastically. So let's make a let let's let's talk about that and understand where Scream now sits within this new realm of horror, because they also mentioned that there is a stab sequel that tried to go in the in the route of modern horrors and it just didn't work. There's also the one where he had like a flamethrower. Like yeah. say had like a flamethrower oh, yeah. weapon. That was the one that no yeah. one likes, right? In yeah. the story. Yeah. It's the one that was Do you really ever poorly think... received. I kind of wish that the stab movies existed though. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> when they talk if about wish... watching them on Netflix, I'm like, Yeah, oh. I wish they would actually just create them, even if they were only like shorts, if they just made yeah. a couple of little scenes from them, I'd love that. I'd love to see those with like Tory spelling as Sidney Prescott. Yeah, because there's a moment oh, where one of the characters where scrolls the... through the cast. Yeah, because we Maybe did it on a quiz. Was it was a quiz question of a couple of years ago. Who played? Uh, who played the... Sidney Prescott yeah. in Stab yeah. within Scream? That was my final and I question. Knew it. Like the second or third, yeah. second or first quiz, even. And I knew it was Tori Spelling just because I got it wrong. And as she was kind of scrolling through the uh, things, I saw Tori Spelling. I was like, "It's Tori Spelling." You say it's Tori Spelling, and then she didn't. She said someone else. I had the Graham, I... who is the. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I always remember it, character. and I think, and I think I did get it right in the quiz. And the reason I remember it is because there's a there's an actual quote in the first movie, or maybe the second movie, probably the first movie actually. Where they, they mention say, oh, who's they... playing me in the movie, and it's like Tori Spelling. Yeah, I think she makes a joke. So who could it be? Tori Spelling, and it is. And then it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, um, I um I feel like the, the meta stuff. Um, overall, I think that this screen movie is is probably. I mean, I, I think it it was the best version of a screen movie that comes out that came out in 2022 that could come out and it and it does that so it's doing all the meta stuff in the exact way I imagine Wes Craven would have done it if he was doing it's like his, his new nightmare but for the screen franchise I can't see how they could have done it any differently to be honest like it feels almost like this is how a screen movie had to if it was one's going to come out today it's the only way it could work yeah um, you're right I think it's the best screen movie that we could have had while still being in a screen movie. Although I have made myself sad now because I think it might be the best idea I've ever had. With me, you mentioned it, it was this Wes Craven's new nightmare thing. They should have made this actually Freddy Krueger coming back. I would have it would have blown my mind. <laughs> you mentioned that before, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, um but that being said, like I think when the radio silence guys came out and they said they wanted to do something that would have been in keeping with what Wes Craven would have done and how he would have wanted to do this movie. Mm. Um, can't speak for Wes Craven. Do not know him. Um, we've never met. 
Um, but I feel from the film we got mm. and from seeing Wes Craven's, like several <clears throat> of his other films, from as much as I know, I think that they nailed it. I think that they did do something that would have been in keeping with what he would have done. Yeah. I um, I did enjoy the new group, um, which I was a bit worried about not enjoying all these new characters. Um, yeah. I think I enjoyed. I think I enjoyed everybody, and everybody had a place, and everybody had an interesting quirk or you know something going on that was that was interesting to to witness. I think again, I do like the meta stuff. I don't think it t- ever took it too far. In terms of being like a who done it and the mystery elements of it, I was a bit underwhelmed by how that was. Sort of... Did you so so hang on? Did you guess the killers? I think we might have talked about this. That no, 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 no. So okay. I didn't. I didn't guess the killers, but I also feel like it could have been anybody. And it, do you know if they if they attributed point. yeah the same the same reasoning for why the killer was committing these murders? Yeah, the same reasoning to anybody else. It would have also fit. You could have got, You could have got fit. away with it. I did um, guess the killer, but I guessed everyone was the killer at some point and I changed my mind about it. Yeah. So the person who actually was the killer, I guessed really early for the wrong reason and then discounted this person. I thought that was a red herring. I thought it was only a red come, herring. Only to come back in. Yeah, but it was the, the murder mystery element of it. I really enjoyed and I'll say it just because we've touched on it. I think the only opportunity that I really felt was missed from the meta commentary is there was lots of talk of elevated horror and so on. But at the same time, bearing in mind that you are the writers and producers of a continuation of a slasher movie, they did talk about slashers having a place, but I think they could have, for my money at least, dug the knife in a little bit on the fact that elevated horror is a wanky way for people who are interested in awards to award a horror movie when it's just good, where actually horror movies can just be good. Like mm. very good horror movies are just horror movies. There isn't an elevated horror movie, which makes it a different genre. So therefore, okay to give it an award. Would like, you have preferred that term to be like arty horror? Arty oh, party think, horror. Yeah, because elevated, I, I think, gives the term that it is by its than. nature superior yeah. to... Maybe just to modern a regular horror, horror film. Maybe just called it modern. I don't know. Well, I'd say modern horror. Obviously, like, well, it lots, comes, lots of different it comes down to things like uh, Get Out and stuff. Um, being that ah, it's not a horror movie though, is it? And th- this is like kind of the genesis of things like elevated horror because they first like presented it as oh well, it's not really a horror movie. It's more of a thriller. And like, no, it's it's a horror mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I think. I think. Uh, I kind of expected it to maybe push the envelope just a little bit more i feel like at times it strayed into slightly generic territory um not for too long you know just just a bit just a bit here and there slightly generic um in terms of territory but also i just think overall i know i said i said i was a little bit underwhelmed i think by the time that third act came along and even though the the third act is announced with a welcome to the third act it did feel like um i kind of enjoyed the third act of scream 4 and only the third act of scream 4 for the same sort of reasons um so that's why i just i just feel like in terms of if you put stand scream 4 up against scream 5 this one obviously mm. i don't know how different the motives are 
in terms of in terms of killer yeah i don't know how different the motives are i mean i know they are on the surface quite different but it's kind of about again spoilers i'm not going to reveal too much it's kind of about notoriety that's kind of all it's about and i don't know i feel like the fact that that was the mo in the same way that Scream 4 was, it made me feel a bit like, oh, I've kind of been there, done this. I want something else. I want, there was a particular, there's a particular character who's related to a character from the first movie. And I thought, oh my God, if they do this, then what if this happens as well? What if they go, I just thought of the iconic nature of how a potential ending that I'm, I was thinking of, which I will get into, could have worked out. So yeah, I guess a bit disappointed. And by saying that anyone could be the killer, that's what made me feel like it was a tad generic. Because for me, one of the best motives and reveal of killer of a killer is in Scream 2. Um, I guess spoilers for Scream 2. It's Billy Loomis, the original killer from Scream. It's his mum. You know, and I felt that. And I felt her rage. And I felt, uh, I sort of felt, but I don't know, with Scream 4 and especially this one, I'm like, do I really believe it? Do I really believe that this, I don't know, the lack of a personal connection to these no, characters you mean, like makes these, me feel like these yeah. guys just met are uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> i guess yeah. uh, no okay. you mean there is no personal connection they just wanted to yeah. make a thing but that being said i think some of the kills are brutal um and some some of the ways things pan out is, is quite interesting and the introduction of cer- certain le- oh, to be fair in terms of legacy characters only one really stood out to me the others were kind of just there and I felt like that with Scream 4 with, but with a sort of a different character being in the focus to, to Scream 5 um, I don't know if it was scary as such because I always kind of felt the, the scare, I always felt kind of scared but you know like the tragedy of some of the Scream movies like Drew Barrymore's character dying when she can see her, her family kind of driving up the and the music, just that swell of the strings when she's like being stabbed and she's so close to being and then they pick I up the phone and she's there there's something about the tragedy of that yeah. and I don't know, yeah. I never felt it I felt like it was get, nearly getting there with some of the kills, nearly nearly yeah. feeling that pain with the and that thing. 13 reasons why Gaia started to feel it a little bit I yeah. don't even mean it, that tragedy it, the, a good example I think is, I know you did last summer, you know where um, one of the characters. Oh, it's Sarah Michelle Gellar. She's like running away through the shop. She's running away for ages, like surviving. And then mm. she makes it just before where well, there's like a parade on the main street, yeah, and it's yeah. called back. And then like yeah. murdered as as the fireworks start going off. So again, same. So that's the same writer. That's the same writer of Scream. Is it? What's his name? Uh, Kevin. Kevin Williamson. Kevin, yeah. Williamson. William Kevinson. I just feel like it was la- it was lacking that. And every all the characters were written really well. All the dialogue was really good. Um, the dynamic between sisters was good. Um, kind of having like a duo as a, as final girls was interesting as well. Um, I think that was quite a cool. Well, there was loads of them by the end. Final there was girls. loads of them. Everyone's barely surviving here. Yeah. Uh, so so yeah. I mean, how does it uh, how does it start? Classic scream start, right? It's someone making. I'm not sure if we confirm if it's popcorn, but someone's someone's in the house. Hanging they out. can avocado on toast or some shit. Yeah, <laughs> smash <laughs> avocado <laughs> on yeah, toast. So I mean, the, the, again, it's really, it's really aware that. Sorry, it's really aware of the generation it, it's kind of represented as well. Now, I think even one of the characters refers to a lot of people as Gen Z as well. Mm. So it's very aware of you know sometimes when it's like 
it feels like these teenagers have been written by just a 45 year old bloke uh, <laughs> sometimes when you watch a film but with this i do really believe this one felt the... like it was written by 45 year old blokes yeah <laughs> 45 year old blokes are you a bloke or you're a kid well i don't know <laughs> I think yeah. they did all right for like a film that has what at least technically three generations worth of main characters in mm. in play here. Um, I think it works. I think it works reasonably well. Like the dialogue, I think hangs together fairly nicely. Um, many ways, though, guys. Like this whole generational gap that everyone's obsessed with, just a way to keep us apart. We should be together. Come mm. on. Mm. Solidarity against the man. Um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we start with what is um, what was the character's name? Tara. Tara. Was it was a Tara yeah. or a Sara? But it is a Tara. Um, yeah. Um, apparently, Tara here, Jenny, Jenna Ortega. She's in X, the new, new A twenty four. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um. So yeah, she she is doing basically a, a take on the the original entry to the screen mm-hmm. maybe actually the only generational thing that doesn't work unless maybe i don't understand gen z maybe gen z answer landlines again because well she I doesn't certainly don't have answer one. it right like she leaves it and she texts someone and says like the landline's ringing oh like, yeah they, it's like an they, unusual <laughs> thing and they say, let's ring it. I mean, the fact that they even still have one, madness. Yeah, that is madness. Unknown number ringing as well. Could it bloody hell? Yeah. call center when I went answer that. Um, so she picks up the phone. Uh, she's been texting her friend Amber uh, mm-hmm. at the same time. Uh, and she picks up the phone and then she thinks it's her mother's boyfriend. Right? I think yeah. that's the... Yeah. Think. For someone from group. And it, I thought the... Um, weave that into re- the reveal that it's actually just the, the killer quite well like the sudden realization that oh this isn't mum's boyfriend this is somebody else <laughs> yeah i mean we knew because it was the voice yeah hello um, <laughs> yeah it's got a, quite a like a game like a not a game show it's like chris tarrant on a sunday morning after he's been drinking the night before <laughs> and he's uh like a game show host but he's kind of tired does that voice changer change women's voices into the Apparently same thing so. That's kind of nuts. How would that yeah. even work? Wonderful I like how technology. they have it now built into the collar. It's like a little LED on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was yeah. cool. I like that little moment. It's like Mission Impossible mask technology. Yeah. Because that's the first time we've seen Ghostface masked talking with Ghostface voice, isn't it? Like, I think actually so. there. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think usually he's just a silent, silent type. Silent yeah. and goofy... Uh, type who just completely trips over so, everything and yeah absolutely stacks it all the time. Although yeah. you must think the actor that does the ghost face voice probably can't even phone his family anymore. Uh, yeah. <laughs> imagine if he's, imagine if between films he works at a call center. Hello, <laughs> I'd like to talk to you about your long distance service. Fuck this ghost went to hang up. <laughs> and you can't yeah. phone back and tell people not to hang up on you again. He's, all, he's always trying to get be a little to, bitch. He's never been able to get anyone to play snooker with him. Calling people that if you want to play a game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you want to play a game of snooker? I love snooker. It's beautiful. It's lovely. <laughs> I'm colorblind now. Uh, yeah. I think so. He asks her her favorite horror movie, and then she says the Babadook, 
And then she's like, I like it because it's elevated and it's got thematic, blah, blah, arty farty, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> and then um, he's like, if you've ever seen the Stab movies, she's like, I'm not into slashes or something. Like I don't know. She rips into Scream, yeah. essentially. Um, but then I can't remember how it's revealed that he is actually ghost face. He just chips along and says, like, oh, has she... Uh... You know, she told me that you like this one. And do you remember there's a bit um, when they ask if they like to play a game? How about you play? And you tell me, you know, do you want to play a game? Mm. It's like, this isn't Saw. I mean, what's your favourite scary movie? And then she she hangs up (laughs) and then she is spooked at that time. And then is convinced to answer the phone again because um, Amber texts back and says, oh, do you want to, uh, you might want to get that. Because how do you know my phone was ringing? So, oh, not Amber, is it, mate? It's me, the killer. And uh, he's cloned a phone. I've only got yeah. cloned your phone. And also it's like taking video footage of Amber outside the window or something. Just brushing her hair, as you do. Yeah, well, not me. Some people do. Um, <laughs> so... brush your hair by an open window. <laughs> Touchy subject! <laughs> Uh, so at some point, like uh, she also oh, she locks the door. She's got like a little app on her phone that lets like uh, her lock all the doors in one go. It's mm-hmm. quite handy. But then I guess he must have cloned that phone as well because he's, he's just off cloning all the phones, isn't he? He should get involved in in that. Don't worry about killing people. Just make a living yeah. cloning phones. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, I can't remember at some point. So she starts asking the questions about stab, and she gets that one about Tory spelling wrong. Yeah. So she said. So he says, oh, I'm, yeah, so "I'm going to kill Amber. Yeah, I'm going to okay. kill Amber unless you answer these questions about Stab." She's like, "I don't know anything about those movies. They suck." And then she says, "Like, oh, what was the name of Uditori Spelling Play or something like that, wasn't it?" And it's, she says, uh, oh. it's a. So if she gets two out of three right, which are basically like, who is the main person, Sydney Prescott? Who is the, um, who is the reporter that's Gail? If it Weathers? was, if it was name game, she'd be playing on beginner. Yeah. 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 But then the last one makes it a bit harder. This is like the final one because he asks, it's not the Tory spelling answer because that would have been, that's Sydney Prescott in the Stab movie. She asks who plays um, Drew Barrymore's character. So she yeah. asks for who is a bit part in Stab effectively. And that answer is Heather Graham. And so she's, she's cheating. Ca- she's kind of looking through IMDb, isn't she? She's cheating. Did you think he was going to like, no, she cheated somehow? Oh, no, so she gets Heather Graham right, doesn't she? Yeah. The one she gets wrong. She goes, oh, who's the killer? But this is like also smart. If people haven't seen the original screen because mm. it came out an extended time ago, like really quick uh, catch up, isn't it? Like getting yeah, yeah. all of the main characters that you're going to need. And it's like, yeah. oh, it was um, Billy Loomis. She goes, no, no, no. Billy Loomis. Uh, trick question. Billy Loomis and. Stew Barrymore. Stew <laughs> <Stu> Barrymore. <laughs> how did you feel as resident quizmaster, Andy? How did you feel Ghostface delivery of questions and um, phrasing of questions was? I think he did. Think he did very well. I mean, um, I haven't got such a such a powerful voice as as, as Ghostface does. Maybe I'll try and work on my Ghostface impression for the entire next quiz episode. I won't do that. His voice but, is um, good. It's very very yeah. good. Yeah, but Andy, you got your own special charm. Uh, I will say, yeah. <laughs> and you're not terrifying. Which and is, you know, which you don't kill good. people who get it wrong. Yeah, if I if you get the questions <laughs> wrong, what happens is you just don't get the points. Yeah, no yeah. one has been stabbed, as far as I know, 
as a result of the quiz thing. I'm not sure. Like maybe Johan was really angry with uh, with Ed after the afterwards. <laughs> Give him a playful stab in. Yeah. Oh, I'm a blood knife. Uh, yeah. So Ghostface. After that, obviously there's a moment where. She goes to the door. What she goes well, to the so, door? So basically, he goes, All right, I'm going to stab Amber in the gut. And then she, she's like, Oh no, she runs towards the door. She, she opens the door, and Ghostface is, is not Amber in this house. He's there. He slices her ribcage. And then she slips to the floor. Oh, it is a horrendous bit where he kind of stamps on her ankle and like cracks yeah. it. Yeah. And this is a more brutal um, scream movie than we've seen before. I, I don't remember four very well. But I feel like this is the franchise has moved on with what is acceptable in a movie. And it's an 18 rated film. So, um, yeah, I think, I think it goes a, hard on, on this. There are always a couple of moments in the screen movies which are quite brutal. I think, like, even in the opening of the first movie, I remember the Casey, Drew Barrymore bit being boyfriend. a bit, bit Yeah, hard. Casey's boyfriend yeah. gets gutted, I think. I think he gets sliced and his like, entrails are hanging out, if I remember yeah. right. Um, and just a couple of those really quick zooms on, like, Drew Barrymore's corpse when she's hanging from a tree. Mm. That's like pretty brutal, yeah. I think. But but in this movie, I feel it definitely took it to the next level where there are certain stabbing sprees in this movie where I was like, oh, Jesus. Ah, oh, that is horrible. That would come sharp. How sharp is that knife? It's like a lightsaber as well. Like it just touches <laughs> skin sometimes and goes, goes through it. But so yeah. he, he stabs and she catches it in her hand uh, and she's not right having a good time at all. I think she kind of like she's able to kick him off a couple of times. Yeah, yeah it's bank. classic street screen thing where he's not by any means a, a flawless killer. He gets like bashed with a door, yeah. falls over a little bit. Um, so so skidding on the floor and he can't catch his yeah. balance. Yeah. <laughs> I think he falls and like literally smashes his head on a on yeah. like kitchen worktop at one point. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, clumsy. Yeah. Uh, but then I think he gets she's like crawling away, but she's like she's already been stabbed by three times by that point. Yeah. He gets on top of her, and I was surprised that she lived through this because she gets stabbed like eight times or something. And it seems yeah. incredibly brutal. It's quite a good shot as well when the killer sort of looks up and you see the police are arriving, um, <clears throat> and the flashing lights on the mask. And does he do the classic clean my bloody knife? I've got to do that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The hand wipe with the knife. Yeah. I think you have to be careful with that because that if I was yeah. the scream killer, I'd definitely cut my hand. Definitely. <laughs> well, yeah, later Very on what's the name does it without a, those special gloves on as well. Yeah. But um I uh <laughs> was kind of amazed that uh Tara twenty six hundred, whatever her name is, doesn't die. Like I yeah. thought that was quite an interesting move. Uh they always that's how it works. Intro people die and then that yeah. sets the stakes for the rest of the film. But yeah, she, she survives. Yeah, I don't know. How did that make you feel? I was uh, thinking, okay, so the person who's doing the killings is, isn't as much of a... It's crap at killing. It's crap at killing. I mean, done a few stabs. Obviously, a certain character does say later on, won't reveal who, I'm going to stab the organs that I missed. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. you the first time. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like, yes, it is a classic Scream beginning and maybe going back to basics for this movie was kind of what it wanted to do because the beginning of Scream 4 with all the fake outs and the this happened, oh no, actually they're watching this film. Oh no, they're watching that film was a bit mm. too much. So perhaps back to basics, yeah, but I don't know. I kind of, I was feeling like we were going to get something, I don't know, a bit bigger in terms of scale. Again, I'm call, talking 
the Scream 2 beginning in the cinema again. I don't know. Just It's your meta-narrative, though, this one, is it that you have to go back to the original when you're of bringing course, a series back course. like this? So, again, what they've done there, then is anticipated your criticism, <laughs> and they've hung a little lampshade on that and gone, is uh, it, though, Ben? They've got or are you number. the problem? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yep, it's probably me. They've got you. They've got <laughs> they you. Got Checkmate. Me. Snookered. So then Absolutely we... Um, snookered. I think we we either cut to the I think we cut to Tara's sister Sam and her friend who's the guy from um guy from the, the boys the boys yeah who I was, I was going in I, I don't know I thought I wasn't going to like any of these other characters but they all won me over pretty quickly yeah even yeah. the boys guy because you're like the the boyfriend uh, of the the sister, you kind of expect him to be like you quite heavily lean into thinking that's probably going to be the killer, but yeah, by the end of it, you kind of really like him. Like, yeah, he really Jack Quaid is a very charming guy, isn't he? <laughs> and he plays he's not dissimilar from his character in the boys, that he's yeah. kind of like nice and a little bit wet, like, yeah, charming, innocent, uh, a little bit of a donut. He does say, I you are my boner pills. Yeah, <laughs> that's like one of his first lines. Yeah. You are my boner pills. And I thought, Ooh. smooth. I yeah. went, smooth, absolutely. I'm, I just, I've quickly wrote that one down. <laughs> yeah. For future reference. If I yeah. ever see someone, like, unfortunately, it requires the other person to know the setup to it. Like, because they have to yeah. say, what are you doing? What are you taking? And I'm taking your boner pills. So, soz. And they'd be like, well, yeah. Uh, too complicated. What? It can never happen organically. <laughs> uh, so he so must t- have had that in the chamber for months. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Every time she eats something, you, you know, just even having an orange one day. What are you eating? God, say boner pills. Say <laughs> boner pills. You need to just like, yeah, not going to happen. So obviously Tara, who fights back and survives, and it is them we're introduced. So it's Jack Quaid and Sam. No, Jack Quaid and Melissa Barrera, who plays Samantha, who's Tara's like a strange sister who's moved away. Um, and then a guy called Wes um, gives her a call and says, listen, got to say something. Bad news, afraid. Tara, she's been attacked. She's alive. I think when she said she was alive, I was like, what? Yeah, same. He's, what? And it's like, um, I know you hear Wes's voice, but now thinking back to it, I feel like in my head, it's always going to replay like it's one of the, like it's a... On the phone. Oh, she's been stabbed. <laughs> she's been stabbed. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that basically brings Sam Carpenter, who's got a connection to Woodsboro in more ways than one, back to the town. And she takes Sam, uh, sorry, she's Sam. She takes Richie along with her. He comes along. And on the way, he's getting all the, he's getting the lowdown of the history of Woodsboro. And yeah. he's never seen the stab movies. No. And he's like, isn't that just a Halloween movie? And they said, no, it's very different. And he said, it sounds like a Halloween movie. Uh, so yeah. it's, again, it's, it's taking a jab at itself. It's like a stand-up comedian who comes out and says, I know what you're thinking. It's just like the Halloween movies. And everyone laughs and goes, yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> and then it's, it's like, like deflated. Whole, comedic. Yeah, deflated the whole uh, I know what you're thinking. Ugly, become... u- ugly bastard. Yeah. Oh, I've heard yeah. it all before. Ugly bastard. Bold. Stinks. We've heard it all. Basically, yeah. <laughs> the they've, they've got yeah. it. You're like, yeah, it is a lot like Halloween, isn't it? And then they mentioned, like, oh, you know, they do what the franchise does very well. Like, they give themselves that one step further towards 
the real world, if you like, because yeah. they because they yeah. mention you know, I think they mention Friday the thirteenth and they mention Halloween in this little scene in the same way they've mentioned the Babadook and, and other things already. By yeah. mentioning yeah. those other things as works of fiction in their world, it's like, well, this is a bit more real. Oddly enough, little aside, what's it called? The Eternals does the same with both Superman and Batman in the same movie. They mention yeah. them as as characters from fiction in the thing. Yeah. So Weird. make yourself yeah. a little bit more real. Yeah, very strange. So we do, whilst they're driving to Woodborough, uh, Woodsboro, Woodborough? Um, they do that like uh, very classic high school we cut up to the high school of Whisperer and it's like a bit of pop punk music plays as we're introduced to the core gang um, there's Amber who was a friend from the overnight there's the twins Chad um, and um, Mindy yeah. Chad and Mindy Chad does yeah. a good little joke where uh, there's like someone who's kind of hitting on his on his girlfriend or staring at him, and he's like, uh, "I'm going to have to introduce him to Hobbs and Shaw." And he has his like biceps out. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> a, a Fast and the Furious reference! Yeah, the first, like, yeah, ten minutes. Yeah, that's intense. Um, and who, who else is there? There's so, Wes, who is the sheriff's daughter, and is that boy from Goosebumps? Yeah, and the sheriff is played. Um, so it's Judy Hicks is the sheriff, played by uh, Marley Shelton from Planet Terror. And she is the deputy from Scream Ooh, Four, Terror. right? She so is, yeah. So I think she gets shot in Scream now. Scream Four as well. The matter. Scream, yeah, I just said. Scream. <laughs> she got shot in Scream Four. <laughs> and we have Liv, who is the who is Chad's girlfriend, who he's asking if she'll. Uh, Allow him to track her on, um, like, find my friends at. Oh, God, I completely yeah. forgot about it. I feel I like Liv's character, I, I... they joke about her being like one of the things when they first talk about suspects. They say, well, it's not you, you're too boring to be a suspect. Yeah. Although she has got a very similar look. And going back to the filmmaking process here, I know that the creative team wanted Samara Weaving for this film, right? Ah, she looks those like Samara Weaving. She looks a lot yeah. like Samara Weaving now. Is that? Why did, but then, why when did I think get... of this character, would this be a Samara Weaving role, or would you have, or if you got Samara Weaving, would she be your main character? I feel I like Samara Weaving be, would she, be yeah. a fair bit older there, right? I mean, I don't know how old she is, but so would she be Sam? Because she is yeah. older than the high school kids. So I yeah. would say she'd be Sam. Yeah. That makes sense, yeah. In that case, had, that actor could not have been the because she looks awfully like her. Yeah. Yeah. I thought maybe she was a red herring when I kept saying she's boring and she definitely wouldn't. I kept thinking there was going to be a moment where she says, boring, mm-hmm. am I? Would someone boring do this? Well, she does, does do that, doesn't she? But she doesn't actually uh, yeah, kill anyone. Does do that. Oh. Yeah, so you um, meet these gang and they're just talking about the murders. Wes is the same boy that phoned... Um, Sam said about the stabbing. Yeah. I like yeah. this group, though, and I like the introduction. It was very reminiscent of the first movie where they're all sort of sat outside and you established the character. You established the characters, their relationships to each other. But I guess what was interesting here is that everyone kind of seemed nice. Whereas when you introduce to everyone like Stu and Billy in the first movie, you're like, well, Stu's an absolute nutter. He's annoying yeah. in a way. Uh, Billy's a bit of a slime ball. 
But with everybody here, they seem nice. So I'm like, okay, this is interesting. From the word go, who could it be? I guess the character of um, Amber is a bit spiky, a little bit spiky. Like with some of the things she's saying, she's a bit like, but already immediately from the word go, everyone's kind of accusing each other of being the killer. Yeah. And yeah. Then of course you have the sinister, sinister sleazy man in the muscle car that pulls up as well that um, Liv had hooked up with oh. over the summer. Who's oh, yeah. like in the distance, like licking his lips at them. Like, he, he's a strange guy. <laughs> Look at his Dream lips, rubbing, just... rubbing his hands, rubbing yeah. his balls, rubbing his rubbing his thighs through his jeans, rubbing his belly button. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> rubbing his belly button and then tasting it. Oh, bitter, bitter. Getting that fluff out. Yeah, What's uh, that? I recognize that guy though. Who who is that guy? He looks a bit like um, oh, what's that singer? Post Malone. He looks. <laughs> he's that. He's, he's from that kind of mold. Yeah, especially um, right. his name. His name apparently is. Vince in this. He's apparently in Vince Vince Clawfer. <laughs> it's not Vince Clawfer. I can tell you that he is in the Nightmare on Elm Street remake. He is oh. in Jennifer's Body. Not ah, sure anyone Jennifer's significant. Body. He's in a haunting in Connecticut. Uh he's in Ghosts War. He's in Red Eye. He's in Red State. He loves being in all the red films. The cleansing hour. Yeah, but he uh, oh, plays I... not Vince Clotho, but um, Vince Schneider. Jesus Christ! I was about to say, um, how old is he? He's the same age as me. How is he? Is he playing a high school kid, or is he just playing a? No, he's just some older guy, older dude he's... that went out Come with in. a high school girl in the summer. Coming to the to the high school and just parking up and just looking oh, over, farting, rubbing oh, my hands, parking that... up and farting. <laughs> Parking is... up and getting on my farts out before I get out of the car. That's what that's, you gotta do. That's very um that that is very reminiscent. And again, maybe generations aren't so different because I remember being at secondary school and you know, as a 16-year-old, yeah, all of the like the the coolest girls have all got boyfriends who are like in their 20s and have cars. And then when you think back at it, it'd be like they were terrible men. They were terrible men. Who I'd hope. I'd hope date so. Sixteen-year-olds. I definitely. <laughs> can you imagine having that conversation with your friend? So dating anyone? Yeah, just about to go pick her up from school. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> wow. <laughs> Did you, do you remember being in the school when, like, kids who didn't go to that school or kids who'd like been expelled or something would like lurk outside the school like, on their bikes? <laughs> Yeah, in school, yeah. you bloody twats. You're allowed, you're allowed to come here if you didn't fuck it up, mate. What are you doing coming yeah. here now? Yeah, <laughs> let me in, will you? Now, get out of here. Oh, give us some maths, mate. Go on, they're, they're craving <laughs> it. Go on, ask me one. Ask me one. Go on, go, 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 no, square root. You're expelled. Root. You're, expelled. you're not allowed to learn anything. Oh, go on, <laughs> just give, give us a hint. Tell us, tell us about what king and queens you learned about today. No. <laughs> You're not allowed any schoolmate. You've been expelled. Any 1066? Any 1066? <laughs> oh, we all have that. Come on, give me some. Get out of here. What size do sneakers out a bit of magnesium? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off, mate. You've been expelled. Sneakers no school. Out. Sneakers out a bit of magnesium. Um, Andy, yeah. Andy at school stealing magnesium, taking it home. I can, I can reminisce now that those people that were dating high schoolers in their 20s, their equivalent friends who were at high school with them probably think, Look at those <laughs> bunch of pedos now hanging about. Bunch of yeah. bloody pedos. It's weird. Maybe this is when you like they grew up in a generation where they watched Greece 
where even though they're high school kids, they were all you're evidently, allowed to look 35. They were all like 35. So they were confused, you know. Damn it. Greece has got a lot to answer for, to be honest. Yeah. Um, so yeah, after being introduced to everybody, we're then we go to the hospital, don't we, with um to see Tara and uh Sam yep. g- gets to the hospital with Richie, everyone's around, sort of like going, Are you all right? You've been stabbed like eight times. Everyone's right in her face. Yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Yeah, Oops. I mean, she does. She she when she speaks to Sam on her own, you, you realize there's a bit of history that Sam just obviously upped and left for an unknown reason at this point. Where's the uh, Where's the mum again? I, the like, mum is in London, in Tokyo or London. Yeah, and apparently she says, "Oh, she called to see if I was all right." I'm like, can you imagine that? Like, your daughter's <laughs> just been stabbed. Uh, are you all right? Yeah, yeah, I'm okay. All right, uh, see you okay, later. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm these flights are non-refundable. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've got dinner tonight and a big meeting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. I'd um, love there to be DVD extras of like just the mom's experience in London. Yeah. <laughs> maybe like maybe it was like it maybe it's like a typing error and like she'd heard like what what could you mistype stabbed as that would make you think I'll just phone and check she's all right. She's, she's what she's been in a slabbing accident. <laughs> she's been slabbed. Oh, but I've that just hurt. been I've just been stamped. Who stamped on you? That's mean. Tell him not to do it again. Stabbed. His shoes are no, right. He's breaking out. Stabbed. Stan? Stan? Who's Stan? Who is Stan? Your new boyfriend? You've been Stan. Someone like been stabbed. you as a fan. Oh, yeah. Oh, well done. I've been, got an obsessive no, fan. I've been stabbed. Hit me back just to chat. Truly, you're your biggest fan. This is Stan. Bye. Oh, well, I said, I said you'd do well if you got yourself a TikTok. Tarek, you're very well done. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so to go to the hospital, uh, we find out as well fairly quickly that um, uh, Sam sees Skeet Ulrich, aka Billy Loomis. <laughs> Just the actor oh, Skeet yeah. Ulrich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but also, like, she sees him exactly how he looks at to the, the end. end of Scream. <laughs> Yeah. Well, exactly how he looks today, but also in the same clothes with the same injuries as at same, the end like, of Scream blood One. And stuff. Yeah, which that is interesting. So he's I mean, been de-aged to a degree, isn't he? Here, yeah, yeah. He's, he's a uh, as a as a Riverdale watcher. I'll tell you that Skeet, which is uh, in Riverdale quite a bit, uh, as an older man, um, okay. he looks very very different now. So they've done a fair bit of de-aging, I think, to make him look yeah. like that. But he's still he's still got that kind of weird. Um, kind of slimy, but kind of uh, like he looks like a vampire, like a, a, a natural made vampire. Like he, he, he should like play a vampire. Real life vampire. He could have been. He could have been the stat dancing about with that skeleton mom. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So Sam like sees him, and then she takes some tablets. He's yeah. she's got like anti ski Ulrich tablets. Did she <laughs> yeah, you got to take. What your are you taking there? Boner pills. boner pills. No, no, or, anti-ski no, no. orange tablets. Don't, don't mess oh, about yeah, with them. Fair shame. Fair shame. Um, and I think it's around here. Maybe it's, maybe this is where she talks to her sister and, and tells her. There's a little bit of a cut because um, this is the, these two things are, apparently happen simultaneously. So her and Richie stay at the hospital and she has a little, she has a lie down next to her sister and they both have a little snooze. Whereas Richie 
thinks, well, all these people are talking about stab movies. I ain't being left behind. I'm going to watch them all on Netflix. So he's bit, he's blitzing an eight movie series on yeah. on on Netflix. I like to feel that maybe Netflix got the, the zeitgeist drop on this. And after there'd been a murder in Woodsboro, they were like, now's the time. Drop them all on Netflix. Get the series Probably. out. We'll get this to the top ten. Yeah. Um, <laughs> One movie um, for every stab. So he is, <laughs> yeah. She, uh, they're, they're catching up and he's watching those. Meanwhile, the rest of the kids have gone down the snooker hall for a game of snooker. Um. And the sleazy man turns up and is oh, yeah. like, hey, baby, do you want to come for a... Do you want to come do- for a drive with me? And everyone goes, oh, yeah. no. He does do that. He goes, oh, come on, come with me. Don't want to hang out with these guys. I'm like, God, you've got some cheek. you got some cheek out of you, mate. Who do you yeah. think you are? And they all tell him to chuff off. He gets a knife out and goes, you want some of this? No. <laughs> the worst thing in the world to do, the day after someone is, you know... Pretty big news in town. Someone's been stabbed, go flashing a knife around people. People don't seem to give a fuck. Like, obviously, Richie watches the stab movies in the same room. Is he in the same room as like Tara, yeah. who's just He's been got stabbed? Headphone in, though. Yeah, but what if it well, somehow <laughs> it, 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 he plays it in the middle of the night? I don't know, like a stab sequence. She wakes <laughs> up like, fuck! So they realize sorry. that the, the headphone cable's not all the way in, so the, the headphones <laughs> aren't even in. Just people screaming. <laughs> She's having PTSD. What are you, what in are you bed. watching? What are you watching? Oh, the notebook. Shut up. <laughs> so, yeah, he's watching Stab. Meanwhile, so that guy, fairly immediately, I guess, like he goes to, like, they've had the row in the pub and he's been kicked out. And just to teach the pub a lesson, he decides to piss against it. So he goes outside and he's like, fucking pub, are we on you, mate? We I on think you, like good the and bar- Someone working at the pub also says, and you kids get out as well. It's like, no. No, hang on a minute. No, don't throw yeah. us out for being threatened with a knife by a man. <laughs> yeah, leave at the exact same time that adult yeah. pulled, who pulled a knife and you has just been thrown outside. Get outside. Oh, he's busy pissing on the pub. He's all right. So he was just in the and he's literally chuntering away to himself, going, piss, piss on the pub. <laughs> it's like Muttley. He's like, <laughs> he's like, um, so he's, he's, he's having a wee on the pub and then someone revs his car up. For someone who's... There was someone in his actual car, he doesn't react straight away. He spends a bit of time looking at it going... I think he's just confused. I think he's oh, absolutely like, wasted as well. Yeah. And did you recognise a needle, needle drop at this moment as well? Mm. Now remind me. No. It was Red Right Hand by Nick yes. Cave and the Bad oh, Seeds, yeah. which yeah, is obviously yeah. very prominent in the first film, which I liked. I thought that was a nice touch. Inconvenient yeah. that it was on that guy's radio at the time, so he Very is um, exactly, yeah. he's having a little rev of the car. He's like, oh, get out my car, you! And then when he runs over to the car, oh, um, the, there is no one in the car. Um, and then he gets cheeky little, cheeky little in and out little neck stab, literally comes around him. He's like, <laughs> I liked yeah. it. I liked it. I liked the variation in the stabs. You know, we don't want to go yeah. balls to the wall, just like stabbing the shit out of him, just a quickly little. There you go. You should have done the, uh, you know, the walk off in like UFC or something where you knock someone down. You don't even wait to see what happens. You turn around and just walk away. Your arms up victorious. Swaggers out that way. (laughs) Literally, literally walk out of the building and then never see the results on TV. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) That's pretty what he did with Tara. (laughs) Wait for the newspaper the next day. He probably did the walk away with Tara and it was like, oh, "Oh, shit. 
I got disqualified. Know. Shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it got counted as a ring out. Shit. Um, yeah, but he doesn't this time. He so he stabs that man. So that and I guess again, narratively, it makes sense because man who is clearly a wrong gun is not going to be a very sustainable like suspect for the whodunit element. So he might as well kill him moments later. Um Yeah, he was fodder. He was gonna die. He knew yeah. he was gonna die. Yeah. So he's he's straight in the bin, and rightly so, he's a bad bloke. Um not suggesting that everyone is a bad bloke should be stabbed in the neck, but in this in this case, yes. I mean he pissed on a pub that's out of order. That was it. Like the screen, the ghost face killer was watching and thinking, okay, dirty boy. He is not dating age appropriately. That's strike one. Yeah. Pulled an eye from those kids, that's strike two. He just drives off now. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Safely and sensibly checks his mirrors up. He's pissed on the pub. <laughs> He's pissed on the pub, that is it. That's, that's two strikes in some, some people's eyes. Get him. Because yeah, he's slagging it off and pissing on it, so it's all over for him. So rude. Um, um, so I think doesn't so Sheriff Judy Hicks, who was in Scream Four, is now so she's Wes's mother, one of the friend group, and she's gathering everybody else to question them, isn't she? And I think around about the time this is happening, so this is where it goes at the same time. So we have this, yeah. we have this murder, and at the same time at the hospital, Sam goes for. Goes for a bag of crisps, get a little bag of cheddars from the um from the from the snack machine. <laughs> Maybe a drifter. Um, while she's there trying to get those things, um Ghostface comes on in and it's meant to be at roughly the same time. She's been having a chat with Skeet Ulrich and he's gone, I'm your dad, you gotta tell her. Gotta tell your sister that I'm your dad. Mm. Yes. Yeah, so I think over, that was over my dead we body. Did, we didn't... I think initially we don't understand exactly why she's seeing Ski Ulrich, do we? I was no. a bit confused initially. It's not, it's not too long afterwards, though, that she tells. It's not too long afterwards, but even then I was like, oh, 
I don't know. I was I was interested to see. Do where we learn at the same time it. as the sister then in a moment? But I think so, yeah. yeah. Basically, he says, "Oh, you gotta you gotta do some telling," and then the phone goes, and it's uh, Ghostface, and he's at the hospital, and he's gonna get her. Um, shouts to the police, and he's and he's gone. It's like a little exchange. He falls about, bangs it on the table, gets a chair, wears that in. Yeah, malignant yeah, style. Malignant style chair wazzing. Uh, and the bloody the bloke who's obviously the police officer who's there to sort of protect Tara from further attacks. Jesus Christ, he's a uh, incompetent is the word. Just like goes in like, uh, and he goes, he ain't there. It's just what? Oh, I don't believe you. Yeah. Also, he kind of wanders away from his post all the time. Like you, you stay there. Yeah. You stay there. Guy. He's like, nah, huh? can't be bothered. Where are you going? I just said stay there. What? It's off, we're already halfway down the hallway. Uh, I fancy, <laughs> are I you fancy texting a while I'm telling you to stay in guard? Guard me. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, um, so, so, so far, Ghostface, in terms of this, he's so free attacks, because I think even Dewey, when he's, in, when he's added to the story, he says there's been free attacks, one dead. So far, one in three sort of kill um, successful re- success rate for Ghostface. Not the strongest, mm-hmm, is it? Yeah, not the strongest start, but this is when the sheriff comes and says, right, I'm going to move you to your own private floor of the hospital. I would argue less safe than a really busy private one. Private floor? Have they got private floors going on there? Split in the middle of COVID? Oh, Come on. American hospital, isn't it? It's all about making money. Yeah. yeah. Our insurance how is going to be tra- like private much- floor. How much is this? We could heal one stab wound for for three thousand dollars, where it be, or we could do some other stab wounds for the rest. You could do a deal four stab wounds for free. <laughs> if I pay for all of my stabs, will you throw in my poorly leg that got stomped and just do that? No, that's, no, that's extra. <laughs> that's entirely extra. different. Entirely different extra, type so. of medicine. It's not. Yeah, yeah Wiggly's extra. That. Yeah. So uh, so I guess at this point, so Sam's like, okay, I've got to tell my sister. So this is where she tells her sister, look, I was in the loft one day and I found a letter, no diary entry from mum. In the diary entry, her mum said, I had sex with Billy Loomis. <laughs> Get rid of that <laughs> nine, diary, innit? Why, so di- <laughs> yeah. Why are you keeping that diary in the loft? A diary about Dad's your infidelity. Dad's love lost as well. Dads are always hanging about in lofts. They're like spiders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I found- a dad is prime, like a loft is prime dad territory. Yeah. How often would she must have been like, I'll go up in the loft to get the Christmas tree. No, I'll do it. I'll do it. You never know. No, no, I'll go up there. Don't you go up there reading through my things. Yeah. And um, it's weird, but like, when does reading a diary become rude? And when does it become, oh, actually, it's got a horrible secret in there. So I think I'm glad you found it. I think it's sweet to read a diary if the person who wrote it is dead. Other than that, unless that's rude. Ever so sweet. Yeah, even then, it's a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah, because uh, you might, you might again, think of them. <laughs> they probably want you to read their diary actually, because they want it. Kind of keeps them alive a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah, but then yeah. you might have you might have really loved them, thought they're absolutely lovely, and you find their diary full what? of racism. She... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Tell you what's what? wrong with this country. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put it down. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, so. She said that she went to confront her mum about her dad being Billy Loomis, 
didn't realize that her other dad was behind her this whole the whole time. So then he ran away crying. I bet I know what he said because it's classic thing. She would have turned around, saw her dad, and said, "How long have you been standing there? Long enough." No, he's oh, long oh, yeah. enough. <laughs> why did the mum? The mum was facing the other day. Why did the mum not go? Well, she probably tried to. She probably did the Nathan Fillion gift there. Oh yeah. And then, uh, and then she, and then Sam would have gone. He's standing behind me, isn't he? And then uh, he would have run yeah. away crying. And then so, it, yeah, and it was, he, and it he was would have straight out of the window. <laughs> so he left he left that night jesus christ yeah that's pretty insane like because they I say he left like... he went to the loft just went up and got <laughs> he, his bed went into... <laughs> he went up into the loft never to Pulled be seen the ladder behind him <laughs> yeah he's just in he's in in the rafters just yeah. in amongst the in amongst the diaries <laughs> in amongst the diaries and the wall and the insulation yeah. ever so furry yeah, so he's he's out of the picture now. So she tells um, Sarah tells Tara this says, yeah. So technically, it's my fault you left. And then I went absolutely bezic, mate. I was taking all of the pills, all the drugs, drink drink myself up there uh, because Mom made me promise that I wouldn't tell you. And then Tara's um, like, all right, Captain Exposition over here. Just. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> But now they've also introduced an absent father as well. So it's like, okay. Uh, okay. Scream six. Okay. Six scream. Interesting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's just he's not dead. He's just left forever. Yeah. Mm. Dissipated. He left. He went for a pint of milk and he never came back. Went for a piss yeah. on the pub wall and never came back. Never came <laughs> back. Don't piss on a pub wall. That's what they say. So he's gone and then she gets pied off. The sister goes, right, get out. Yeah, oh, yeah. She she reacts <laughs> really. She reacts really aggressively, doesn't she? She's just like, "Rot." So now I've been stabbed because of all your fucking nonsense. I was born into this world, and all this shit's happening because of that. Piss you. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, "Get take fuck sling goes, oh, really hook sling your hook." Yeah. And she's like, "No, no, 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 no." So now this is when so Sam and Richie decide to go and find a legacy character because i think that at this point when the, you know we've introduced everybody but the audience needs something to keep them truly engaged yeah so what better than a reclusive dewey riley played by um david arquette david arquette jesus you blanked for a second yeah. uh, hugh blanked <laughs> uh and then and he's him and gail Weathers are split up He's in a bad place. He's not a sheriff anymore. He's drinking. He's watching Gail Weathers morning TV. Why she's not the weather woman, I don't know, because that's the perfect, perfect name. Um, yeah. So they go. So he lives in a trailer as well. So Sam and Richie go to visit him, and they say, "Can we come in? I'm Billy Loomis's daughter. Let's have a chat." And he goes, "Come on in." Me and Billy were like that. It's weird in my memories. Because uh, I've not seen Scream for a little while when we last did it on the on the show. In my memories, when I think of Dewey, he's more. I mean, he is. I've got a picture behind me of Doofy from the scary movie movies. <laughs> but in my head, he's more that way than what he actually yeah. is. And what he actually is, he's, he's not dumb. Like he's um, quite shy uh, and sweet. But he's yeah. also kind of like when you look at him now. I don't know if it's because he's been like wrestling and stuff, but he's kind of like uh, surly. Like he's got like a, 
he looks like he could yeah. like stand up for himself in a fight. Like he's got like a kind of sweet, soft, but kind of tough mm. exterior. There's one bit when he's like holding a phone and the phone looks so small in his gnarled, mangled hands. It's like roots that have grown around a bit of signage or something. Like it looks bizarre. That's a great like... description. <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, he comes off as like, in this film, in terms of the legacy characters, he is far more interested than anybody else. Um, yeah. Because, yeah. because they've given him... Um, like a bit of something. pathos or something. Yeah, they've given him a bit of pathos. They've given him some pain. Uh, oh, I like what they've done with it. Like, I think he has some really nice dialogue and it's nice and sharp. And he's clearly now, from being kind of the outsider and the slower character that has ex- has the rules of the films explained to him in the early ones. I, will, I would argue against the fact that they could do something else than have him been broken up with again because how, how often yeah. did her and him and Gail Weathers get back together in subsequent films it was and they were also enough. married in real life and they're now yeah. broken up in real life is that right yeah so there's true. a bit there's some bits still friends this, still friends there's some bits in this film uh like later on where it actually got me like a, a little bit emotional because because I knew that like there was a, there was like an extra layer with them being like actually kind of a divorced couple as well. I don't know. It's uh they, they were really interesting. Yeah. I, would, I would have liked to see more of more of their interactions. Definitely. But I just don't think in terms of Neve Campbell as Sydney and Courtney Cox as Gail Weathers, they're kind of just there. I mean, we understand oh, oh Neve Campbell's got uh sorry, Sydney's got a life, she's got a baby, she's got a husband, mm. she lives elsewhere. But other than that, like I don't know. We're Maybe you just, just needed David Arquette. You didn't need the other two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Could have saved him because, like, again, spoilers. No, not actually spoilers. I guess just future predicting. It feels like with the course of this movie, they position it very well for them to just be kicking off doing more now. Mm. Yeah. So you could yeah, have yeah. maybe just introduced one of your legacy characters and had Nev Campbell turn up at the end like Thanos. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm, I'll do it myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like I don't, uh, Courtney Cox looks so so Strange. different, like I haven't seen her in anything in a while and I'm not going to shame anybody for, for plastic surgery, do whatever the hell you want if it makes you feel better about your appearance but uh, she was almost unrecognisable and which was really strange because Neve Campbell looks pretty much the same Yeah, yeah. I thought Ben you were going to do one of your classics then, we say I'm not going to slice one off and then say something devastating like what was it, demonic <laughs> Don't want to slag him off, but it felt like no one was any good in this film. You're gonna <laughs> no say, one was like, any good at any not gonna, not gonna slag her off, but she looks like a haunted skeleton. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, I'm gonna slag her off, but uh, she, I'm more attracted to uh, David Arquette in this film than her. I'm joking, I'm joking, <laughs> that's mean, I'm joking. It's got a I'm more attracted. I'm more attracted to the Billy Lu- de-aged Billy Loomis. Yeah, even in his, <laughs> even in his murder clothes, because he was when he went to heaven, that was the outfit he was wearing. You look great. Have you been de-aged? What? Yeah. Have you been digitally de-aged? <laughs> you're, do you reckon you'll get that in the future, the way that like filters filters tend to work? Oh, yeah. So, you know, yeah. You'll have some kind of thing in front of your face or something projecting something onto your face, which is like... Digital filter. de-aging. That's a nice little bow you got in your hair. That's a filter. Sorry. Yeah, rosy red <laughs> cheeks as well. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Rainbows aren't really spilling out of my <laughs> mouth as I talk. Um, I'm not really a dog. um yes they they meet him and he's got a good he has a good little byline like you say he's he's watching gail weathers on the news 
they come and they say our first suspect your boyfriend because it's almost certainly him act three is going to come around that he's going to be the murderer um, um but otherwise yeah, and- gather all gather all the friends together because it will be one of them that is the murderer because it's always someone that they know um and then his promise to well he doesn't promise to help him he says he's not going to he's staying out of it but then he very quickly does he very quickly decides to he has a quick phone call to nev campbell and says don't come here and he texts Gail Weathers and With then he just face. decides he texts yeah. Gail Weathers, he texts her and then he says Ghost Hope you are well back. Ghost Faces back, don't come here. Hope you are well, little smiley face. face. Smiley face. <laughs> and then he then he almost writes, I still love you. He just writes, I still I mean I, maybe I'm putting things on him that aren't there. He writes, I still I still I, have lovely I fingers. Fingers. I st- Yeah, he might be saying I still <laughs> have I still your like casserole dish that I, I um, still need to give like her back. Cor- I still like cornflakes, if you're wondering. <laughs> I still like cornflakes. <laughs> yeah. I'm still living in a fucking trailer. Well, that's there's a, there's that's the one thing. Though. He's got alcoholism because, you know, things have gone wrong. But yeah. much like in like a soap opera, the cripple, you know, the crippling problems of alcohol dependency, if you get a problem in a film, you can just overcome that in a day. It's like, right, I'm not an oh, alcoholic yeah, anymore, right. I guess. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, hopefully, with a, a shot of you pouring the the demon drink down <laughs> the sink, pour it down the sink, never again, and my body will go through no kind of withdrawal. Making that decision is enough. Alcoholics yeah, um, in films are always having a lovely bit of whiskey or bourbon. No, like normal eight percent lager. No, eight yeah. percent lager. Yeah. <laughs> What's the? Um... <laughs> He's drinking eight percent lager right now. He's got like a, a limp as he walks, and is that from wrestling? Do you think? Because I know he's like stabbed up in the early yeah, screen. He's, he's, he gets stabbed up in Scream One. He has a limp for the rest of the yeah. series. So, yeah, canonically from Scream Two. From okay. Scream Two onwards, he's had that limp, and he does mention he's been stabbed eight times. Does he say? He says like, mm. "I'm fuck it. I've had a guts full. I'm sick of it. I've, yeah. Being stabbed is horrible. I don't recommend it." Yeah. So it's a good bit. Like uh, he gets to the friend's place, um, and they're all talking about who it could be and, and why. And then Dewey says, I think it could be like the boyfriend character or something. And then the boyfriend character says, no, it's probably going to be you because you're the older guy. Uh, and then you're alone and you're an alcoholic. And then he said, I think it's you because that really cut deep. <laughs> and he looks <laughs> yeah, yeah, genuinely yeah. emotionally That's hurt good. by it. He looks That's it. He's, got, he's still got those moments of, of comedy. Um, yeah. Which are like, they're not like slapstick. They're just kind of they're really kind of they, perfectly like yeah, perfectly, no, perfectly performed. Yeah, yeah. And obviously Maybe. we get the reveal of the, the twins as well that they are Randy's niece and nephew. Yeah, yeah. And they've got yeah. like a got a picture of him in the living room. Uh, they've got like a cinema room uh, tribute towards him. Yeah, <laughs> blow yeah. Him a little kiss every time they go past. Yeah. yeah. I tell and you what, the actor that plays Randy has made a. He dies in Scream 2, and I think he gets mentioned yeah. in every single one. J- Jamie Kennedy, is that his name? Is it, like Jamie that. K- is it Son of the Mask himself? Yeah, Son of the Mask himself. Um, so yeah, Jamie Mindy... Kennedy gets, gets a shout every time. They love it. And Mindy and, Ke- Mindy and Chad kind of take up the role of mostly Mindy, I guess. Well, yeah, Mindy takes up the role of Randy in terms of being a horror movie expert and talking about the rules of horror movies and how they've changed up until now and what things about modern horror now apply to this requel yes she talks about requels and basically gives us the thing and she brings in the fact that 
yes, there's going to be there's going to be legacy characters, but you have to tie back to the original. And it name drops some things that generated loads of fan ire, you know, by not following the the yeah. the rules of a requel and then trying to mm. reboot a, a franchise that doesn't have anything to do with the she, original. She says flatliners, which I was a bit like flatliners oh. and Chucky, are the ones it gives an a, a example. Flatliners, of. child's play, and something else. Yeah. Then it says that yeah. later when we see what's happening here involving legacy and new characters, do they say that that mm. that Ghostface is going full force awakens? Yeah, I think so. Full Force Awakens or Full Last Full Last Jedi? Which one was it? I think it's been accused of. I think this film has been accused of going full Last Jedi. Got you. Got you. By by some folks. And again, unfortunately, their power has been <laughs> taken because the film has already said. Oh, I know some people will say uh, say this. Yeah. So I predicted some it, people. mate. So preemptively. Yeah, <laughs> and it's smart, I guess, for doing that. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah, there, there they go, and they go through they go through everything. I guess at this point as well, they re- they recognise that in the fictional world, and I don't think we see the clips yet, but this is also what happened with the Stab franchise. They brought out Stab Eight, and it is nothing like any of the others, and it is gone in its own direction, and everyone hates it. Hmm. Yeah, and the ghost face has got a flamethrower, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when um, they're trying to work out the connection between the killer and whoever else didn't they work out that the vince guy the guy who was at the pub as well as like <laughs> vince clawfo vince clawfo is like stew's nephew is that what they work out some relation oh, of okay. stew yeah, some relation of stew and not just that but also obviously where's mentions oh my uh my mum was was a character and then they say Legacy characters were not introduced, not interested in sequel characters, minor yeah, dog shit parts. characters. Yeah. The <laughs> characters. Oh, cheers, thanks. Nice one. I thought it was quite nice that you know there is someone from the fourth one in this yeah. in this film as well. I've always said that as the rule, Ben. When we have these, that's one of the problems with Halloween. Like you either have to have none of the original, or you have to have all of it. So you know with halloween mike Myers should have that thorn and that baby that should have all that stuff should still be in there <laughs> you have to have some of it or none all of it or baby mm. okay um, um so yeah obviously this is the bit where everyone's kind of accusing each other as well let's say and i think you could be the killer because of a you could be the killer because of b um and that kind not of continues, you because you're boring not you live because you're boring um, and then every time that there's anything even remotely close to a motive, it's really like pointed out. So you can't really work anything out yourself in this because as soon as you think it, the film says it out loud. Yeah, yeah. It yeah. knows. It's bombarding you with reasons that it could be someone and then reasons why it isn't them. One of the main reasons it isn't them because they've just suggested it is them. So the same way that they say, hey, Richie, it's always the boyfriend. Hey, Amber, you're really protective of... Um, oh, you know, yeah. You're really protective of Tara. Tara. And you think, oh, maybe if you can't have a no one will because you're quite obsessive over her. Mm-hmm. Um, you are related to Randy and you're mad. Um, you know, <laughs> all, the, all these things that, that yeah. come up. And genuine, as it goes through... You do spend some time, I think I certainly did as a viewer thinking, right, pretty much everyone 
you pause yeah. for a second and think. And there are so many quiet moments, you know, especially in, towards the end when you think a reveal is going to come, where you just feel, you feel like you're a split second away from a reveal of sorts. Um, which was which was quite interesting. Obviously, when Sam gets accused in this scene of being the killer, she's like, "Fuck this shit," and just leaves and drives. Um, she leaves Richie there as well. Fuck yeah. you, Richie. Oh yeah, I'm gonna get a lift back to the motel. Swivel on it. Yeah. <laughs> where, did, where did she go again? So she goes. Yeah, where does she go? I think we just go to the murder of the next character to be murdered. Yeah, yeah she just goes for a drive, and then yeah, everyone else is going home, and then we go back to the sheriff's house, right, where she is just ordering some sushi. She's ordered for collection. It's not as lazy yeah. as getting a takeaway. She's ordered for collection. Um, yeah, because it gets all gets all smashy um, unless you carry it back yourself. She does say that as well, doesn't she? Yeah, it feels um, like she's constant. It if it, it builds up that she's going to get murdered. Any, any point now, but then it kind of tag teams and then all yeah. that relay races over to the son as he gets home. She leaves the house and then we stick with him. And then it's like around every corner, you feel like he's going to get stabbed. There's even one bit where he opens like a pantry door and everyone in the cinema was like, oh, yeah, it does it like three times, doesn't it? Where it opens a cupboard and it's like, I thought it was really well done. I thought it was as well. Yeah, it's quite funny. Because it, it was it was tense every single time. It's like, right, this time, this time. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. are moments where people were like, oh, either kind of like groany. Uh, yeah, it's unbearable. But while he is getting all, he's had a, he has a shower and he, he's nipping the shower. He's just got in from a run. His mom goes to get the sushi and Ghostface rings, rings, rings her up and says, oh, all right, um, Gonna do another murder, and I said, "Oh, don't!" So I am. <laughs> oh, don't! Not my son. Yeah, he's he's yeah I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get your son. Have you seen Psycho? So you must know he's in the shower. Um, yeah. And she is raising home. She's getting the police to come. Um, he gets out of the shower uneventfully, and he's had a missed call from his mom. That's because she gets home, um, legs it in the house, and this is your daytime murder. Yeah, it's weird actually because. She's already called for backup for people to go to her house. The, the ghostface killer kills her and goes inside, inside the house to do the rest of his business that he's going to do. All the while, there's like a body just outside the front door and the police are on their way. I don't know, it doesn't feel very smart. It feels like the ghostface is like wanted to be captured at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Feels, it feels like, I don't know they could have maybe done a little something with this to try and engineer something here. Like again, without giving too much away, like in a lot of screen films, there is more than one killer. Could you have done something here, which indicates that there is revealed later that two different people maybe do this. So it could almost happen mm. simultaneously, but I was thinking the same watching it. Like, is it a, is it a, weird thing to do a stabbing outside someone's house in the in middle the of the day. day and also i think if yeah. the sheriff phoned and said everyone get to my house now i think every policeman in the world would like get there immediately like all yeah. of the police like every person they had in the world would immediately fall <laughs> upon their house or the bobby's turn up what are we doing we're getting on a flight why Someone in Woodsboro needs her out. <laughs> She's fuck all out. She's fuck all out. Go, yeah. go, go. 
Um, so, uh, oh, so okay, like... so she dies. She gets stabbed quite quickly and dies. Uh, in fact, I think it's quite brutal. She gets a like yeah, a it's quick a really, the stabbings in this are really <laughs> yeah, they're really quite. <laughs> I know all stabs are quite, hard, but it's really like the force of things. I think they've really gone into it with the real weight of the stabbings because I think sometimes in horror movies, knives just seem to slip in and out of people like butter, like it's like it's nothing. Not even butter on a cold day, on a warm one. Yeah. Um, but actually, like stabbings are quite hard. Like well, you have to stab someone really hard to if, get them through if, the chest. This, this Wes like... guy is like made of like marshmallow or something because when the knife like, touches his neck, it's like yeah. the neck wants to be stabbed. Like the, the knife just like <laughs> sucks sucks right through to the other end of his Go neck. On, Go on then. <laughs> Do it. Stab so it's, just, it's bad though, because like he's got his tasers right there next to him. It doesn't quite also, reach him. Initially, I was like, would that kill him? Because it only kind of goes like yeah. into like the soft, fleshy part of his neck. But does he get stabbed again? I can't remember. He gets stabbed a fair, a fair old bit. Or if he just gets bit. the artery in your neck, then I guess it's all over. But, but yeah, in terms yeah. of the brutality of the stab, the stabbings, it felt a bit more realistic because I think a lot of people who've claimed to, you know, from like crime documentaries and uh, what's it called? What's the crime thing on BBC One? <laughs> what's it called? <laughs> Uh-huh. Crime, crime stoppers watch. crime watch what did i say crime stoppers crime watch people when people have been stabbed they always say it feels like they've been punched like a lot of times oh i've been oh, punched yeah, yeah look yeah. down oh god i've been i'm been bleeding so i think it is like a lot more force to it and i kind of yeah. felt that with this hmm. first time i've had to use my degree in many years then yeah I did criminology and yeah like to stab someone uh, is uh it's pretty hard like especially if you're stabbing them in the chest or something like that, because if you feel your chest got a fucking ton of ribs there it's on the ribs. Yeah, got he left. Yeah, you have to um, like it can be quite difficult. So you do have to like go at it with some force. Mm. So I think they they get that bit right. They get the survivability of some of the injuries that people do seem to live from a little wrong. Because, mm. but uh, in this case, poor old Wes, they've done him dirty. Named after the director of the film as well, and he's off. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I, felt, I felt like it was hinting on that tragedy you were talking about, Ben. I don't think it really quite meets what's come before, but it was kind of hinting towards that. Yeah, this that. was the moment, because especially especially when we get like a moment to sort of be with Wes for a while and we understand the relationship he's got with his mum. Quite a nice relationship. Quite close. Like yeah, yeah. When, she, when he's like getting out the plates and arranging everything on there. And... On notes saying that she's left some lemon squares in the fridge. Yeah, they exactly. Sound nice. It was those moments that kind of gave those murders i think probably out of any of the murders in this film gave them a lot of uh yeah a lot and of spare weight a moment them. for the the chef and the staff at that sushi restaurant they'll have prepared that sushi lovingly <laughs> spare <laughs> a moment. yeah yeah where is she she said she'd be here five minutes ago maybe she'd be stabbed by a ghost face i guess the only thing we can really take away as a silver lining from that one is that it's as it's sushi it's not gonna go cold yeah, it's, it's going to go warm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so after that murder's happened... So a lot of people arrive on the scene at this moment, so... Um, all the Sam come. And all the police turn up, obviously. Sam turns up and says, oh, I knew... What did she say? I knew, I knew him. him. I knew, I knew him. Her and vaguely. And she used go... to babysit the kids, didn't she? So she's like, yeah. oh, I knew them, right. sort right. of. 
Um, yeah. So then, Dewey, Dewey turns up as well. Um, and this now that Gale makes her yeah. entrance. Gale, Gale Weathers appears, um, gives Dewey a little punch in the arm for texting her to say, blowing Ghostface is back. Ghostface is back, lol. <laughs> you never guess what. It has been 10 years as well. You'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. Staying, staying as far away as possible from all of this. My God. Ghostface is back. Um, if you were incidentally thinking of coming here, don't. Now, here um, was here was the first moment where I kind of felt, started feeling worried for a certain character is when we kind of... It, it gets explained to us what happened between Dewey and Gale and why they split up and how it happened. And, you know, Dewey's like, I'm a coward. And she's just, you're a lot of things. You're a twat. Oh, you're not yeah. a coward. You just didn't like I New York or something. That reconciliation moment made me feel like, oh, no. Something bad's gonna happen to yeah somebody, oh, and I I was yeah. le- I was leaning one way, I was leaning heavier one way than the other, um, yeah, yeah. and obviously she's turned up with a news crew as well, and he's like, oh yeah, well, he's wanting to cover the story, and she's like, yeah, pretty <laughs> much. I mean, I've got to get, my, much. Yeah. Gotta my, get my flight paid for. Mm. Um, yeah, so they're they're over there, and that's when they turn around. And who should they see? But that tall yet inept policeman. Going, uh, you don't give a fuck. What are you doing here? Are you guarding my sister on an otherwise empty floor of the entire hospital? And he goes, got got a message from the sheriff. Don't know if you know this, but she's been stabbed up. (laughs) Yeah. Better get to the hospital then. Um, There's literally no one else at the hospital. It's empty. Better get to this abandoned hospital. Um, to try and try and make sure my sister's not in danger. Dewey gets in the car. He's coming along. Oh yeah, Dewey yeah. just goes out of the way. Meanwhile, they, quit, they quickly phone they quickly phone Richie to interrupt him doing some product placement. He's just sat he's sat on his bed eating a Pizza Hut pizza where the box yeah. has been prominently displayed to like face the camera. I mean, don't get me wrong, Pizza Hut. If that's the type of thing you're into. I'll sit here with you, one of your pizzas here on, on camera. I'm normally a Domino's guy. You send me a pizza. I'll sit here and, and eat I like, it. I like, uh, I like pizza, but I feel like pizza hurt out of most of the pizza places. Like after the first 15 minutes, you know, as it cools down a bit, it, it gets quite, it loses a lot of quality quite quickly. Whereas Domino's, Gosh. I feel like maintains quality depending, regardless of how cold like it gets. I feel like Domino's, you eat it a week later and it'll still be good. I like yeah. Papa John's Marmite Scroll. But, um, I beg your pardon. Yeah, what? They do a good, they do a good marmite you scroll just... at Papa John's. Is that a riddle? <laughs> yeah, they do like a scroll. It's like a, a dough, like, like a twisted dough ball equivalent. But it's what? got some nice marmite in there. Very good. Well, very good. Amazing. Marmite and bread and cheese is is a winner. Mm. So yeah. yeah, whatever combination. Very good, but you know, Domino's. I thought you were like you went round pizza, but, but the others. Wow. If any of you, you want to send us a pizza, we'll. We'll talk about it. We'll do a turtle special or something and eat pizzas. <laughs> Got to be a pizza-based horror movie, surely. I think there is. There is about uh, yeah. like a giant slice of pizza that attacks some people. Classic. Yeah. Right, pizza chains. If you're listening, and I hope it, you are, it better be called Slice. Give us a give, give us a call about this. I'll quite happily do an episode with some of your delicious pizza, and I think we can turn a phrase or two. We'd, Give you some powerful endorsements. Mr. Kipling hasn't been on yet. No. So, Kippers. Now's your chance. 
Kickers. all day. Uh, so yeah, they're on their way to they're on their way to the hospital, and subsequently Tara is kind of realised she's, she's in danger, doesn't she? Because all the lights go off. Yeah, she she gets out of bed. Oh, she yeah. hears like the, the one policeman that has stayed to guard her. She hears him say the equivalent of, "Oh no, I'm being murdered off camera." Ah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she sees his body in a pool of blood. He's had his throat slit and his gun so, gone as well. And it's gone, gone. Yeah, exactly. That's the moment she obviously wants to grab it. Oh, yeah. She hides, but she's in agony. So she can't even like... slow escaping because she's got <gasps> a busted foot. <laughs> she's dragging herself along and her hands all bleeding because she got stabbed through the hands. <laughs> no, shush, be quiet. It's a life or death situation. <laughs> <laughs> Say you'd leave her behind. If, if if she wasn't on her own and you were with her, you'd leave her alone. Say no. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Stop yelling. Stop <laughs> yelling <man. laughs> and you know, I know that it's actually a medical device, but it looks very briefly and she got, that she's forgotten about her legs. <laughs> Shit! One of my legs has been turned into Mega Man. <laughs> got like a massive <laughs> boot. Yeah. <laughs> she got a big old boot. She's in a wheelchair. Even, even in her state of you're like, she's fucked. She still fights back pretty well. Again, Ghostface, sort it out. So obviously, Ghostface is there to finish the job, I guess. Um, and and also, she feels like she's the smallest person in the film by like a thing. Like she's on like mm. a lower scale than all of the other people. And I know that people come in all all different sizes. But it feels like it's a Hobbit perspective, and she's been filmed one frame back. She's like <laughs> perfectly, like if you put her in a photocopy, you made her one size smaller. Either she's at like eighty percent. Order, leave her, leave her alone for God's sake. She's already in agony, and she's tiny. Give, <laughs> she's her, tiny. give her a break. You can call uh, like forced diopter or some split dioptics or something. Like when yeah. they do that, she's just slightly <laughs> smaller than everyone else. Um, so I think she throws like a drip at him. Just like a drip, and bashes him. Have a drip, and then Richie turns up because when he was eating his pizza and he got that phone call, he's like, "Hang on, let me just close this pizza box. One more slice of this delicious pizza, and I'll be on my way." I'll get myself to the hospital. He goes, "Oh, Sam phone said you were in terrible dangers, Luminam," and then he gets this is one of those things. People, yeah, people are knockoutable to different degrees in a in a thing some people take tremendous amounts of punishment and are fine and then occasionally when the plot calls for it you'll get like a little like tap on the head is like knocked out <laughs> dead yeah i'm not and that's what's happened to that's what happens to richie uh then so ghost was... faces on the phone he's like all right um is that sam yeah glad i caught you um i'm actually just going to Key system, then Ben, this comes back to yours later where he said, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna stab the organs that I missed earlier, stab them now, and then I'll have stabbed all of them. I'll have completed yeah. it. I'll I've done it. Completely stab. Unless though, if you'd prefer I could because he's you can't see because this isn't a video call, but um Richie's just knocked out now. If you prefer me to stab Richie, I'll do that. Uh, and, I, and I won't kill you, sister. I'll I'll just stab up uh, Richie. She goes, Oh, I don't. Why are you doing this? And he's like, oh, because I'm the best at being a... <laughs> and he's like, no, just... Yeah, just, just, just choose, will you? 
And she goes, oh, do you ever think that I might be stalling for time? And he's like, huh? She and says that. They... She's very confident the elevator doors are yeah. going to open just on I'm going to open. What if they're it's on the like really floor? slow. <laughs> <laughs> the wrong floor. Those ones that get stuck. Just on the floor. Through. Yeah. Yeah. That was quite, I thought that was quite cool because she says something like, or oh, did you ever think I was stalling for time, you fucking dickhead or something like that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, he dickhead. Oh, he dickhead. Yeah. And obviously, so Dewey is shooting at Ghostface who goes off screen for a second and obviously he comes back in. They have a little dust up. Uh, Ghostface ends up like smushed through all of the shelves like uh, Kevin McAllister in Home Alone. It looks, it looks, like, when a he's in, when he's it looks in, like a trophy cabinet, but they're in a hospital. Yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, when, he's in Buzz's, when he's in Buzz's room and he goes... The same thing happens to Ghostface. Obviously, just before that, he gets shot. Gets shot in the chestal area. What are we to believe on this? Like, is the killer that we see later on? <laughs> have they been shot several times and are just all right? Well, they got bulletproof like, vest on. Bulletproof, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also, also, right. Obviously, we will get to this because, yeah. In terms of the strength of the characters, like the killers, I understand psychopath got a bit of super strength going on in the movies. <laughs> that kind of happens. But I don't know. There's some things in this where I'm like, am I really supposed to believe that that person is the person who is? I don't know, gutting somebody with two knives. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And that is, that is revealed to be that specific yeah. person. Yeah. It doesn't and I mean... draw attention to it in this one. And then I was talking to Karen about it on the way, on the way home. And while we do mention at one point to one of the characters who isn't the murderer, oh, you're covered in bruises. Um, mm. And they, mm. they have a reason. They point out they're covered in bruises and they go, oh, no, that's because of something. Mm. Um, but this character, who is the murderer and is revealed to be the murderer in the ghost face mask at this time, um, I didn't notice it, but apparently you do see that they have bruises on their chest later on, and just no one mentions it. Uh, okay. okay, yeah. Interesting. So they must have it uh, from having this bullet. But yeah, it's best. not, a, obviously, again, not going to reveal it. It's not a gender thing as such. It's just a, even if it was like a, a guy the same size as, you know, for, for example, Emma Roberts in Scream 4. I would say, mm. is very, very slight, short, and, ve- and, and very slim, you know? I, so I wouldn't ever say in terms of, like, a strength thing, if there was a, if it's not a gender thing, because if there was a guy who was that size, I might also f- think I, I have to suspend my disbelief for that. I don't know. Well, there's, there's, something bit, about- well, there's a bit where, so the, the, a bad thing happens here, we'll get to it, but Dewey gets killed. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, and the so knife goes into he his puts stomach. Them in, he puts them in the bin, and he put not the bin. He puts them in the left, and says, "You got to shoot him in the head." So I'm going <laughs> to go back and do this on my own. Yeah. So bye. And it was then. I mean, it was pretty obvious at that exact moment that, that yeah. what was going to happen, right? But so as he gets stabbed, but you're, I know what you're saying because he's like, yes, almost lifted off his feet, like yeah. this, this, and like they stabbed him on both sides uh, and, and like lifted thing. him. There's no supernatural element to this killer, so that is why the kills can't be as as over the top as that really because you know when michael myers that does it we think okay he's he's the boogeyman he's the shape mm. so it looks like you're drinking from ghostface's <laughs> face <laughs> sucking on his cheek um there's a supernatural element to it so you're like oh jesus i had to get lifted up off the ground but i think in any film even like i don't know i know what he did last summer um that's not a supernatural one is it that's just a guy no, he's a fisherman, though. They've got a very physical job. 
But even then, there's a lot of hooking and lifting. And even that, I'm like a bit, okay, I can't quite believe it. But in this instance, and Scream 4 as well with Emma Roberts, mm. um, there's a few moments where I'm a bit like, like I don't know. I don't know if, I, if I'm totally on board. I mean, Rory Culkin in Scream 4 as well. I wouldn't expect him to be physically able to lift certain characters up. But, but this instance in particular of gutting Dewey with two knives and lifting him up was a bit like, Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. I completely know what you mean. Yeah. Been doing the calisthenics, I guess. Imagine, really. they threw a super, imagine they threw a supernatural element to it. Imagine they, oh, imagine that. It's Billy Loomis's ghost face. <laughs> yeah, he actually has a ghost's face. <laughs> Could have been interesting. So, uh, yeah, he gets so killed. It's not a, I, felt, I felt a bit sad about it, I'll be honest. Uh, I think he was the best character in the film, in all honesty. Yeah, yeah, and it's not just like a sort of stab and die either, is it? It's quite, it's quite intense. It's quite dragged out. His sort of murder and the music does change enough. Where you, I guess, of all of the films, uh, sorry, of all of the moments in this film, this was where that tragedy of the franchise that I enjoy. It's like he's got it, and you know, Ghostface is nice about it. They're like, oh, it's real honor. Thank you so much. Yeah, so he says it's an honor, but obviously that moment the honor moment was cut in the trailer to make it look like he was saying it to Sydney because they cut it like yeah. hello Sydney it was an honor it's an honor something like that yeah and this moment is, can't is trailers anymore. you yeah. can't trust trailers the trickier and they've done it done it yeah. again but yeah Got poor me. Dewey has has had it legacy character and I guess this feed, feeds into the stakes and we talk about it later on that like it is a movie that is very keen to show that there are stakes and you can't have those legacy characters necessarily come back and everything's going to be fine. Hmm. A very different approach to, we talked about it uh, late last year, Ghostbusters. Like I didn't think for a second when we watched um, Ghostbusters Afterlife that the Ghostbusters weren't going to win. Hmm. Hmm. Like it was yeah. built into that narrative that Egon wasn't in it because... Harold Ramis has passed away, but like there was no way that like Peter Venkman's gonna eat shit in this in in the Ghostbusters movie, <laughs> like and, and and die. Like, but it does show that they have some stakes and some ability to do things and not be told, hey, don't mess with this franchise and don't get rid of any of the beloved legacy characters. Mm. Just kill off all the newbies. They they have thought- some weight they can add to it. I thought if anything was going to die, I always thought it was most likely to be Dewey, unfortunately. Um, yeah. I don't know if that was the right choice. I feel like, imagine a movie starts and Sydney gets killed in the opening sequence. Like, I know they kind of yeah. did that with Halloween Resurrection. That's very, very Halloween. They're predicting yeah. you again. They're, ben, they're one step ahead. <laughs> one bloody step ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, Amber, this, not Amber, what's the name? Sam, so, Sam decides that she's gonna like do what people don't do in these movies. They're just gonna get out of town, okay, which yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Obviously, um, we do get a moment first where Gail arrives at the hospital and sees the like coroner's bag being removed, and for some reason, she mm. knows it's Dewey. It's got to be. I can tell. Awesome. I can see the limp through that bag. <laughs> Dewey size uh, bag. And then probably because they, they were married when she. There was probably a time <laughs> when they were tucked up in bed, and he was put the covers over him. You could tell from the silhouette. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's unmistakable. <laughs> and obviously, even though Sydney earlier said she, there was nothing that would bring her back to Woodsboro, turns out it's Dewey getting murdered because she's right back there. Yeah. She's run there. She's run with a push chair like she did earlier. Yeah. There's no baby in it now. Creepy. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a baby in there. Can I have a look here? No, there ain't no baby in here. That's a predator baby. baby, invisible. I ain't got any kids. I ain't got any kids. What's, what are you on about? What are you running with a pram then? What? Weird. Uh, so yeah, they decide that they're going to leave. I think Sydney even says to Sam, help us take down the killer. She's like, no, yeah, I'm, so leaving, no I'm leaving town. Yeah, I'm going to kill I'm going to kill him. So, so you want me to... You want me to help you do a murder on this murderer? And they go, yeah, if you could. Because you know I'm Billy Loomis's kid, right? Because she's told everyone now. Yeah, um, yeah. And she goes, yeah, yeah, I know, that's fine. Is that, I think she even says, is that weird for you? And she's like, nah, nah, nah. I got no problem with Billy Loomis. I killed him. So um, Definitely dead. Have you got a problem with me? Because I killed your dad. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't get to that bit of the diary. See what I'm on for. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, she's so, yeah. not. She doesn't want any of it. it. Says no, no. We're going to be sensible and we're going to get out of town. Um, she goes, oh, okay, good luck. She doesn't really wish him good luck. She's put a tracker on their car so she can follow them. Jesus, what a Batman move from uh, <laughs> from from Sydney Prescott. Yeah. Uh, and I think Gail says she's impressed. Very nice. Um, you get this is weird. You get the idea that Gail's kind of enjoying it a bit at this stage. Actually, Dewey's just died, so maybe not. I don't know. It just sort of felt like she was going back to her roots, or sort of very like just... pragmatic, isn't it? It's pragmatic, like, oh yeah. well, I guess they were like I said, oh, you know, really sad that Dewey's dead, but like, kind of like into this adventure now that we're in. Yeah, yeah. I suppose she'd been divorced from him from ages, so she's probably like, oh, don't care about him that much. <laughs> don't yeah. care if he's, he's dead, dead or not. Me. He can rot. <laughs> so uh, as they're so they leaving tra- they... uh, so as Sam and uh, Richie and that are leaving uh, Tara's like oh I've lost my inhaler um, and that, I can't breathe without that so, that's alright you've got, you, you got a spare uh, one in there oh no that one's gone too what about the, the third re- re- reserve one ask God as well <laughs> well you're a fucking idiot aren't you yeah so then they go I okay, feel like you would turn back around to the hospital that you've just left yeah, yeah, probably. It depends. I don't know. I don't know the area that well myself. But oh, um, my system. Always <laughs> one big one. Oh, no. I know it's only a mile, but it'll take us twenty minutes to get around yeah. the ring road. Yeah, yeah. Good so uh, they decided to go to Amber's because Amber has an inhaler there. Uh, what they didn't expect is that is when the morning they're having like a awake party. Uh, pitters. For Wes, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of, kind of strange, isn't it? There's um, <laughs> so there's a few things going on. Um, Amber, uh, Amber and uh, I can't remember what Amber's up to. The brother, the twin brother guy, is gonna have sex with uh his with girlfriend, but then he says, "I don't want to go into a room with you because I'm like, I'm ninety nine percent sure you're not the killer, but." There's still that one percent that you 1%, might be, yeah. And yeah, actually, yeah. that's not not what she wants to hear. So that's, I mean, you could have handled turned, it better and said, "Hey, right off, do do fancy having sex with you?" But in these situations, people who go off and have sex tend to get murdered. So 
let's just keep yeah. it in our pants for a day. Yeah. I, I actually really liked a lot of these little scenes, these little gags. There's that one bit where Amber goes downstairs to the fridge and it's loads like the Rose McGowan bit from Scream 1. Yeah, this is great. Um, it's, and exactly then, the, it's exactly the same basement, isn't it? It is, yeah, it must be, yeah. Um, so then like, she closes the fridge door and the other twin is there and she, she says that was a test and you failed or something. Yeah, because um, you went and got beer on your own. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I guess... Um, what's his name turns up? <laughs> does the twin... Does the twin eat it around here i think um yeah pretty so, I think soon. He, so, they, so have he that, goes... they have that scene with amber and um and the other twin whose name i refuse to stick in my head mindy. mindy so mindy is like oh well i'm the killer and then yeah then chad gets another text message and um liv has now added him to the friend finder app so he goes and does an aliens yeah, yeah, it was yeah, exactly yeah. exactly an aliens, wasn't it? Just the because yeah, it's that beeping as well. He takes a candlestick. He... candlestick, just in case, you know, that's good. Cluedo. If you enjoy Cluedo, you know it's a perfectly logical yeah. weapon. Doesn't like the killer like burst out of a shed or something. In a bit, yeah. So first yeah. it's like basically on lives. Uh, they gets really close to the show and then basically Ghostface pops out, shanks him in the leg, gives him a poorly leg, and he's trying to run away. He biffs him with the um, candlestick, but is too poorly Biffs. to get away. And it comes up just like we were talking yesterday about the, not yesterday, last week about the extra scene in Halloween. You know, your phone goes wampy when it gets stuff on the screen. Yeah. He's trying to turn off the friend yeah. finder, but he's got pushed to it. But he slings the it, slings the phone. That's a good idea. Sling it because then they're using the friend finder app and they'll go the wrong way. That's in any stealth game. If you played any stealth game at all, that's how yeah. they work. You yeah, throw something somewhere. Like, what was that noise? <laughs> the yeah. noise maker in Days Gone, that thing. Yeah. Classic, um, classic move. So I think I think he makes a break for it and then it's too late. That's when Ghostface bursts out of the garage. Yeah. Um I'm a, stabs I'm him up, but then but then but then some cars <laughs> then then a car comes by and he goes blooming hell and just just chips off. Yeah, leaves him leaves yeah. him in the garden. Um so, so the did... car is Richie, Sam, and Tara. They come in and depart and for some reason um send Amber everyone decides, away from the party. Yeah, come on, everybody leave, get out of there. And it's similar to the original as well. Uh, everybody left the party in the original because they found out the principal had been murdered. The Fonz had been murdered. Oh, the yeah. Fonz had been murdered. Cool. And the, the fo- our principal's been murdered. Let's go! Let's go there! Right hanging now. from the goalpost. Right there. Yeah. yeah. They drive there, and obviously that's just a reason to, yeah, because yeah. you can't have a ghost face mucking about in the, in the middle of a busy party. This is where Richie calls them all Gen Z. Come on, Gen Z, save, literally saving your life. See yeah. you later. I think somebody says someone's weird dad is here telling everyone to leave. <laughs> yeah. And that kind of made me feel weird because I was like, how old is he? How old is he? I think Jack he's Quaid. a bit younger than us, surely. 29, Jack Quaid. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's around here. It comes up at some point, but it's my favourite scene in the entire movie where Mindy's alone watching the stab scene where they're recreating Randy watching a horror movie and he and the and character playing Halloween. Randy is like telling the character in the movie he's watching, he's behind you. And if she's like, no, Randy, 
he's behind you. And then there the killer so is actually many behind it. I know there's so many layers. Ridiculous. So many layers to this. But I just insane. thought it was so funny. Yeah. This was, was really great. well done. This was the yeah. these these little bits. And I think some of the bits with Mindy are the some of the coolest bits in the film. She's really well yeah. done. Yeah. Oh yeah, she's I like, uh, she... I'm gonna have sex with that girl over there. Yeah, I'm just gonna cop off with this girl. <laughs> she says she's like winking at her and stuff. And then immediately does she's like, come on. She does yeah. a yeah, because she does a face as if to say. Oh yeah, <laughs> get over here. Yeah. Um, so she so she does get attacked by Ghostface because she does look around at the key moment. Um, but yeah, a lot of that attack kind of happens off screen because I think Sam intervenes in this one, doesn't she? Yeah, Sam intervenes, but it made me it made me for a moment we had we had all kinds of suspicions flying around here. Richie has gone off to the basement on his own to get beer. I don't know why he wanted a beer. He was in the middle of a drive. Oh, uh, yeah, he just um, needed to be. Out of the way, didn't they really? Yeah, so Sam kill. Sam comes in as Mindy's being attacked, and Mindy seems to think, and I did spend a minute going, was maybe Mindy got something to do with this because she was attacked off camera and has very mm. quickly gone on oh, too poorly. Yeah. Too so, poorly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this is basically as the characters then say, it all is escalated, and everyone comes back in. Ghostface kind of runs away. Richie comes back in and said, I've gone, gone to get a beer. Like, I asked her to come with me. Like, so I didn't disappear. And then Liv comes back in and is covered with blood, having just found um, Chad's body outside. Mm-hmm. Um, they wonder why there's blood on her hands. There's wonders, they wonder where everything's gone. Amber's come back downstairs with Tara, having gone to fetch her inhaler. Um, but they can't, they get there. And she goes, like, oh, like, you can't seriously live at this point who's covered in Chad's blood. It's like, no, please, you can't seriously think that I'm the murderer. Um, and Amber answers, no, um, I don't think you're the murderer. Spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Because I am. And then uh, says, welcome to Act 3, bitch. End of the line. Shoots her in the head. Yeah. yeah. Didn't see that one coming. Yeah. So did you any of you suspect Amber at any point? Like I say, I suspected mo- most early, of the most of the then... movie. To be honest, I, I I stayed on her. I kept thinking, "Come on, I don't know." Yeah, I did again. I didn't, I didn't really on. see it come in, but I thought as soon as it reveals it as any of this friend group, I'll be like, "Okay, yeah, that's fine." I'm sure yeah. they'll explain why. Um, Richie and Sam run into the basement again, and she holds Richie at knife point. And basically says, um, no, come on. You were off on your own. It's always the boyfriend, like Dewey said, and now here we are in the third act. Richie's like, no, no, no. Like, it's not me. In fact, I think that it might be your sister. And you know what? Checks out. Because she wanted to come to the house. She didn't find the inhaler. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um... I mean, I can't remember how it all kind of kicks off towards the end here now. It's basically all running wild now because then um, Sydney and Gail have arrived. They're getting out of the car and Amber is like walking out the house going, oh my goodness, Blumenel, I've been stabbed. I've been shanked. I've been shanked. And then they kind of look at each other and go, Falling for it? Is is it? No, no, I'm not falling for it. He goes, oh, fucking hell. Just gets the gun out and she caps Gail. Yeah, shoots Gail right in the stomach. Yeah, uh, gets her in the tum, just in the side though, so not a not a fatal injury. Yeah, no. 
So obviously, here's the moment as well where Sydney walks back into Stu's house. Oh yeah, we revealed it's Stu's house. Stu's house, yeah. So for the first time since the events of the first movie, she walks in. There's a nice sort of like Dutch angle, isn't there? There's a couple of nice Dutch angles in this, isn't there? Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, especially like you don't see into... Dutch angles anymore at all, really. It's very out of vogue. Out of vogue. Get back. Let's get it. Mm. Yes, get it back. Uh, so yeah, obviously the the moment, and she's looking around the house is strangely quiet as well. Um, but yeah, when she's walking around, did she get a phone call at this point? Obviously, um, Ghostface has I got know that, I know that Sydney phoned Sam and said, "Look out, you you need to leave because you're at um, yeah yeah that's right Stu's house." That was just where it all kicked off. But now, at this point, um, Sam has found Tara. Um, tied up and duct taped, a bit like Sydney's dad was in the cupboard. Yeah, but kind of, we see her kind of hesitating as to whether she's going to cut her free or not. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, Sydney then goes around, basically sensibly clearing the rooms. Basically says, "Come out, or I'll shoot you." Shoots into a door, uh, and in the process of this, shoots Richie in the leg. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, "Why didn't you come out?" He's like, "Cause you're just shooting indiscriminately into." Yeah, you're shooting at people, and then Ghostface comes out, piles her down the stairs, um, gets into a big. They get into a big scrap. Richie hobbles down and makes it to the gun first, and then we reveal. Breaks my heart because I wanted him to be nice. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh... Also, like his whole complete characterization changes within seconds when when it reveals that he's actually the second killer. Yeah, because yeah. he doesn't he say something like, "Are you okay?" And she says, "Yes." And then he stabs. So then Richie stabs Sam, and then says, "I'm so glad you're okay because I wanted to be the one who got to kill you." Hmm. Yeah, yeah. No good. So dirty bastard. And then are we led to believe them when he was watching? Because we'll we'll go into the motives now, I guess. Um, but. He was watching those stab movies on Netflix. And for us, the watchers of the film, when we thought he might be a, a goodie, it's because he's not seen them before and he mentions it. But actually, it's because he thinks they're brilliant. They're his favourite. Because he absolutely loves them. I mean, he could have been watching anything else, but he could have just been said, said he was watching Stab. He could have been yeah. watching... Care Bears. La La Land. Pornography. Or pornography. Um, can you imagine, then, maybe in many ways... Getting his Netflix watch history would have um, solved this. He says you watched Stab loads. Yeah. <laughs> you watched Stab times. Yeah, it's all right. It's on your letterbox. You've given them all five stars. Yeah, <laughs> just for a laugh. Well, they want to give him all five stars because he hates the the sequels. Yeah, he? Yeah. He and this sequels. is and this is where we get to it. Like, this is where we have the reveal that basically Richie, in particular, is motivated by the fact that he is a big stab fan and he hates the departure that they made with the last one so part of their motive is they're going to do they're going to done these murders so they can inspire a new stab movie and correct things in hollywood because they do a far better job of making things that are based on a real murders mm. so obviously amber's parents bought stew Macca's house at some point and I guess she became like obsessed. She's, she's been obsessed and she's been on she's been on Reddit learning all about it and these two became internet friends. So 
Yeah. So Dangerous combination. Like so these guys, I mean, the whole, I do understand your complaints a bit more, uh, Ben, you know, like their whole motive is that they're just angry Redditors, like angry internet users who wanted there to be a better film. So they tried yeah. to make better source material by kind of making a new story, like a new murder happen as they wanted it to happen. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like there isn't that kind of same emotional connection to the the core characters as, as to why they're doing the killing, just because they're internet internet users, users and angry. That's yeah. their whole motive. Yeah, yeah. I bit, guess I bit, guess this is the leap. This is the this is the thing though, isn't it? And I guess what we're talking about it being the best scream that you can get right now. It's a it's a huge part of the discourse right now, right? And there are some very angry voices on both sides call some examples like we had the chucky that again they hang a lampshade on this one when they mention the fury that you get from those examples i think luke the one we'd forgotten was they mentioned it about ghostbusters as well right like you've done a ghostbusters with the women in it no people get you know people get passionate about it and it's like and again with the chucky thing i think even um like even some of the co-stars of it, when they did like a Chucky with without Brad Dourif as the voice, they know oh, it's not not my Chucky, and it is somehow to the detriment of the stories that you and the films that you really liked growing up. And you know, people do feel very strongly about it. And this character in this film has taken it to a fictional level where he's become a murderer. And it's like, well, how can fandom be toxic because it's about loving something? And actually, I'm going to do this thing. You know what? I say people take it to the extreme in that. Yes, this has gone to a violent extreme. But, you know, genuinely, there is a a crowdfunding campaign, which, you know, people have raised several thousand of dollars saying that they want to raise enough money to buy the rights and then make the true fans version of, I forget whether it's The Last Jedi or or the one that comes after it, but... You know, oh, no. they kind of want a do-over of How much is it this cost film. To buy the rights for stuff. Oh, they want to spend like three billion dollars on it or something like that. Like, you know, enough to if you had that kind of money, you could probably and then what, deal what with a great deal of poverty. What if you still don't like it, yeah, yeah. Then what? It's hard. It's hard what, to make what, a movie. Yeah, it's really it's really hard, and especially in today's era when everyone constantly plays the game of trying to guess what's going to happen in it. Like you also can't be predictable on top of everything else. So I get, yeah. I guess in a way, obviously the motive is is relevant to 2022 and that commentary on horror movies and sequels and everything like that. It really does work in terms of that. But I just think in terms of a film, in terms of a film with real people, uh, well, sorry, with obviously characters, but you know, representing real people. I don't know. I feel like I'm not entirely sold on it and it reminded me a bit of the of the motive for scream 4 which is more like note they want notoriety as a survivor of the woodsboro murders so that they in turn can essentially become famous which like isn't exactly the same but it's not outside of the realms of the same sort of idea Mm. so i don't know it just felt a bit like this third act felt very very similar to to the third act of scream 4 i guess with the with with those reveals and and the, yeah. the final plan yeah 
Um, but after having that big reveal, they're they're getting ready to stage all. They're getting ready getting ready to stage the bodies. Um, basically, framing up uh, Sam and her sister as the Sam and Tara as the murderers. They go to get Tara, and it turns out Richie has made a miscalculation because actually she did trust Sam, did trust the sister, and let her go. So she's not mm. locked up in the cupboard anymore, and is primed and ready to beat absolute fuck out of um, Amber with a crutch. Very nice. Uh, Having had two days for a broken foot and stab wounds to heal now, she's feeling a lot stronger. Um, yeah, and maybe she's no found a photocopier in Amber's room to re on herself, and now she's <laughs> 1.25 size, ready to fight. <laughs> I'm getting bigger. Um, yeah, and there's obviously a moment... Wait, I'm just trying to think about where we're at in terms of the... Yeah, so obviously that that's the staging it, like trying to frame everybody because trying to frame Sam as because she's the daughter of Billy Loomis. It's like okay, I understand that. Could take a lot to with so many people involved and so many crimes involved in this house. Like even the trying to think about how you could frame that, (laughs) how you'd frame them or stage that crime scene to make it look like it wasn't you, is kind of crazy. And I kind of felt like that with Screen Four as well. It felt like it was a bit. Too, yeah. too much. Maybe they're just hoping that things would be such a mess that they would just take the word of any survivors and yeah. say, oh, these what murderers, and they go, oh, yeah. And Probably I think... just a lot easier if we, uh, well, I mean, sheriffs just died. They're shorthanded. With um, these yeah. reveals and with the instance of, of Billy Loomis's spectre being included in Sam's brain again, it did make me think how cool it would have been for the killers to be revealed as Billy Loomis's daughter. And Stu's relative, but not as a not as something that was that was present throughout the film, but as the reveal was at this moment, it was Billy yeah. Loomis's daughter, and this is why. And then Stu's, they met. They still met on a message board, or they met like through some sort of trauma survival thing. I don't know. Yeah. I just kept thinking that would have been quite cool. Like imagine the moment where I don't know we recreate something between Billy Loomis and Stu, but with a new generation of their Mm. Yeah, that they, they, yeah, it would have been interesting. Like, I don't dislike what they did with this. I think it was okay. The only thing that weakens it slightly is that I think it takes away the weight of the reveal about Billy Loomis being her dad. The fact that Amber knew about it, she basically they said, "Oh, oh do you know? Yeah. You knew that. You knew that Billy Loomis was dead." So, yeah, it's a small town. Your mom's a pisshead. So, oh yeah. So it was yeah, really easy to know, but bit, no yeah. one else did know, including. The uh, other daughter. sister that would have, yeah, that it would have thingy. See, that's what I thought about it. Like, I thought, oh, okay, when I was had some suspicions of Tara that, well, she does already know mm. and she's dead fucked off about it. Um, but no, it's not that. Um, so then we just kind of have a bit of a royal rumble, I guess. Like, Sydney's Sydney's in and has been stabbed, Gail is back in and has been captured. They're gathering them all up, but then there's a okay. Final destination of events that happen to Amber, like the the stove turns on, she gets covered in like some sort of alcohol. Yeah, that they make a point of like, says, didn't she? yeah, like literally Sydney and Gail kind of like the Dudley boys are three deer onto the yeah. kitchen cabinet, yeah. and then smash her in the face with the thing, and she makes a point of like, hand sanitizer. Che- Chekhov's, hand, Chekhov's hand sanitizer. She has to say. 
hand sanitizer rather than antibacterial hand wash, meaning that it's got an alcohol content so she can yeah. set fire in a minute. Yeah. And when she sets fire, right, it's final, crazy. Des- <laughs> final destinations are into, into the fire and she's she's all burned up. Um, yeah. inter- interesting fact. So the, the actress who plays Amber, Amber is Vicky Madison, who's also in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and she dies at the end. Spoilers for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you both seen that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she gets flamethrowered. She gets flamethrowered. So two yeah. <laughs> ways that she's died. Fire. Always gets fire. Always fired. Da, da, da. Mm. Yeah, yeah, so that's that's her all burned up. Meanwhile, Richie is still chasing after Sam. She basically gets the upper hand. No, they're, they're wrestling. Um, they're, cruel, they're, they're fighting. She powers him off the stairs at some point she does like a hide behind the door and then like they do like a big tumble down the stairs she's crawling along and she sees under the curtain there's a knife and then who's there to tell her but the ghost of Skeet Ulrich like a forced ghost appears and is like he just goes (laughs) (laughs) there's a knife under there you see it (laughs) And then and when, she, when think... she's got it, she goes, oh, it like just like a Mufasa in the clouds, like, remember who you are. So, yeah, yeah. I've got... Serial killer gene. <laughs> Stabbing is in my blood. And then yeah. she literally stabs absolute shit out of him. And he's like, Jesus at first, Christ. he's a bit like the fight goes out of him. And he's like, yeah. oh, ow, ow. And he's like, oh, bloody hell, this, is, this thing's a bit... Oh. This is unpleasant. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Every stab I was feeling, because, you know, yeah. she's really... Bang bang, like in the sides and the. She but really then it was like um, he, he says, like, but what about my movie <laughs> or something? Oh, yeah, 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 he does. His throat. Well, like here's your ending it, or something. This was this yeah, was that's it. Was a here bit it like, comes. When he says, <laughs> "Oh, it wasn't hard to find you," because obviously she moved away from Woodsboro and he found her. He said, "It wasn't hard to find you. It wasn't hard to fuck you." And I was a bit like, "What? How would you even go about?" I don't know. It just seems like it's a hell of a complicated plan, isn't it? Also, some... the only way they got back to the house was because he hid Tara's inhaler. Like, like I can't believe that worked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah imagine if Tara had gone. <laughs> nah, I'll be fine, I guess. I'll just. Yeah. No, I'll I just... think you really. And he would really like just drove, drove past the house, and Richie's just looking at it like, <laughs> I guess we're not going. He would have just out of nowhere started smoking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Blow what are you in the doing? Face. I love these. I love these, you know that? I've never seen you smoke before in your life. Well, you don't know me very well, do you? She's like, yeah. <laughs> love cigarettes. Oh, I've got um, got like got a big bunch of flowers here. I haven't got hay fever, have you? That'll make your asthma bad. You know, all this big bouquet of flowers. I love them. Um, oh, the grass museum. Got to stop here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Please, do you want to do you want to leave it for the gift shop? Handful of grass. <laughs> oh, I thought you're you're not feeling so well. Um, got you this uh, got you this dog and a cat just to be sure. Hold them real close to your face now. Hypoallergenic. <laughs> I mean, these are hyperallergenic. <laughs> <laughs> the most allergenic dogs I could find. Yeah. Um, so they're constantly shedding. <laughs> there's a like another call back to the original. Oh, they always get get up again. Uh, so I think they shoot the shit out of Richie, but then there's a, a second reveal with Amber, like a burnt Amber, yeah. like running out of the kitchen screaming. 
yeah. she gets and shot. Then Tara, Tara shoots dead. Well, yeah, because when Amber originally got shot, it was um, Sydney and Gail were like, "Do you want to take this one? Nah, you have a, you do it. You did the last one. You've done a last one. Don't the last murder, the last legal murder that we did. <laughs> yeah. So when did um, you kill her? Yeah. So basically, um, Tara's been a bit left out. She hasn't got to do a murder yet because basically, yeah. Sydney and Gail double teamed Amber earlier. Um, nice. Sam has stabbed up the other one. So now Tara's like, oh, I want some of this action. She gets to do the last shot of, uh, she gets to do the last shot of Amber. Sam's kind of put then, that's it. The ambulances come. Um, some people, people survive. Than others. Yeah. yeah. A lot of people survive. Oh, yeah. Because Chad is fine. Um, yeah. He just got like a bad knee. Um, the, the, the Mindy's fine. Mindy's fine. Yeah, yeah. Richie's she fine. She just have a little sit down. <laughs> Richie's fine. He's been stabbed <laughs> seventy eight times in the face, but he's fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there we go. I mean, um, Sam just had to have a little bit of sellotape around the tummy, and she's walking about. Gail and also, Gail and Gail, Sydney are sitting on their phones. Tara's Gail, doing cartwheels down the house. <laughs> <laughs> so Gail got shot. Sydney got stabbed, but they've just sat on. I like an ambulance with blankies around them. Oh, that was yeah, that was a crazy one, wasn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I'm fifty percent better already. Once my cocoa comes, I'll be right to drive home. Dewey unzips himself from the from the the bag and sits up. <laughs> hey guys, <laughs> well, they're taking me to that private floor of the hospital. They can fix anything there. Yeah, uh, and Gail says she's not going to write about the killers to give them any notoriety. Instead, yeah, they can die in obscurity. A touching tribute to Dewey, and, and I was like, no, I was going to buy that book. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> what is that? Especially, the killers. <laughs> Especially <laughs> because they're going to die without any notoriety. They're going to be like, how did he die? Um, <laughs> he fell uh, into a <laughs> load of pins. Uh, human pincushion, he was. He was at a circus as a human pincushion. Went step too far. He's dead. Yeah. So that was Scream 2022. I have some name game. For Scream 2022, if you're up for it. Always. Yeah. So his first one, uh, so 25 years after the original series of Murders in Woodborough, uh, a new ghost face emerges, but this one has exceptionally moisturized skin. Is it cream? Cream. Well done. Uh, this next one, 25 years after the original series of Murders in Woodborough, a new ghost face emerges on Twitch. Um, stream. He's only just gonna stream the murder. <laughs> Twenty-five years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges, and he's drunk a huge glass of squash, and he can't stop weeing. Stream. Stream. Well, that... <laughs> stream again. Double <laughs> stream. Yeah. Uh, so, twenty-five years after the original series of murders in Woodsboro, a new ghost face emerges, and he's got an extra organ. Spleen. Spleen. Oh, that was a good spleen. 25 years after the original series of Murders in Woodsboro, a killer emerges and it's exactly as it seems. A killer emerges and it's exactly as it seems. There's some sort of mystery and it's exactly as it seems. Exactly as it seems. Scream. Scream. Close. I mean, it sounds like that. Um, so, you know, most things are, aren't as they seem. Things aren't as they seem. This is exactly as it seems. Same. <laughs> Same. Well done. 
It's almost it's just so convoluted, right? Even even to be. Do you want uh, one, Mike, for the road? Yeah, yeah, let's go for um, one. 25 years after the original series of murders, um, electronics company Apple are responsible for a new wave of murders. Unfortunately, they can't brand it properly because it sounds like a dairy dessert. Ice cream. Ice cream, correct. <laughs> Ice cream. Okay, I got one. Oh. <laughs> uh... Twenty five years after <laughs> yeah, laughing at my own joke. Twenty five <laughs> years after all those murders in Woodsboro, uh everybody comes back together, not because <laughs> not because of a killer, but because one of them has become a fisherman and he's got loads of greenish bronze, deep body freshwater fish native to Europe, ready for Bream. everybody to eat. Bream. Bream. Uh, one more for, for you. River then. Bream. <laughs> See how I do this so um, 25 years after the original series of murders, um, the gang is reunited. Um, ghost face killer, but he gives himself away um, by saying, he gives himself away as being Joey Essex by saying a phrase he used in the kind of late 20s. Ream. Ream. Correct. Ream. <laughs> if, I had to just, if I had to say any of you two knew what Joey, Essex, Joey Essex's catchphrase was, I'd never said you, Andy, or you, Luke, to be fair. Karen was a big fan of oh, yeah. early only fan. Only Absolutely only ream. Very so, nice. I need to, to rate the movie. What are you guys going to go for? Yeah. It's hard. It's hard. Which was, side of whelms did you land on in the end, Ben? I know you were feeling under early. Yeah, I think I overall I'm feeling quite underwhelmed. Uh, and I appreciate a lot of the stuff it does, a lot of the meta stuff. And the way it kind of has moved with the times is very well done and it's very well written. And a lot of the characters in terms of the new generation of characters are very interesting and very well written. I think the legacy characters maybe get done a bit dirty, uh, not always by what happens to them, but why by what doesn't happen to them. Like some of them are just kind of there just um, as passengers for the plot don't necessarily have anything interesting to do or say which was a bit disappointing and i just find the, f- the finale for me and in terms of the mo's and in terms of the uh, the reveals of the killers felt very similar to scream 4 and scream 4 is definitely my least favorite out of all of them so for it to remind me of my least favorite of them of them rather than my favorite i think was a problem and as i mentioned before um and obviously luke you've touched upon as well that tragedy Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
It's the Kia Summer Sticker Sales Event, so give your friends something to look at, like a B&B with an ocean view, an endless field of wildflowers, or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit Kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824. Obviously, it's a weird sort of thing. You've got the meta stuff. You've got the comedy in, in sense. But there is this sort of like tragedy to the films which actually make them quite some of the kills quite brutal or unexpected yeah the, the kills are never like uh too gory but they're kind of like they just emotionally get you they, they make you feel yeah like pity like, for oh shit oh he's yeah. not dead is he you haven't got him have they yeah i wanted <laughs> him to survive yeah and i just feel like it lacked a lot of that and even i mean i enjoyed it i definitely enjoyed it it's always good to have a new a new screen movie and obviously it's been over 10 years since the last one so i'm very happy to but i don't know if i can go very high on it because i'm just trying to i was trying to list it against the other screen films and what i've rated the other screen films and i don't know i don't know if i'd maybe my third favorite out of the lot just because three and four i wasn't particularly sold on maybe a c plus okay yeah yeah fair ben um, fair ben, fair ben. Fair ben plus. Uh, so Ben was underwhelmed. Uh, I, I said before to you, Andy, I was pretty whelmed overall. I think it satisfied everything I wanted from a screen movie in 2022. Um, I, I don't, I was, once I was blown away, and I even found I found it a little bit too long at times. I think the pace kind of dragged in the middle bit somewhere, but it could have been because it was a bit late and I was a bit tired. <laughs> Uh, so, I mean, I'm going to go with like a, a straight down the middle B. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. Um, for me then, uh, yeah. Oh, he's overwhelmed. I think that it's the, no, no, I'm, 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 I think I'm with you. Like I'm adequately whelmed just on the, just on the borderline here. Like you're right. I think there's. I think you you summed it up perfectly earlier. Like I think you said that like I think this is the best screen movie you can make in 2022. Mm. I think it's the the best thing you can do with this franchise right now. And I do genuinely believe that what they've created is something that would have been in keeping with what Wes Craven would have wanted to create himself had he still had the helm of this franchise having not passed away. So um that said, I agree with some of the things that Ben says as well. I think the legacy characters um, don't always get perhaps their due. I also think that it's perhaps setting up for more of the future. Are they doing a new Star Wars trilogy where they're slowly phasing out the old ones and then trying to get a new generation of characters that you care about? Because there's enough people left in this that you've got a follow-up ready-made. If this does well as it already is, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't get a couple of months down the line and we see that they've greenlit a, a sequel to this and they're, they're working two. on it. Yeah. Yeah, that's oh, another, another, complicated, uh, another complicated issue to have to work through on this one. Scream but, kills. Yeah, scream kills. Scream doesn't scream end. Scream ends. Um, yeah. Scream dies tonight. One thing I will tell you, though, um, you, you've been on enough of these with me now to know that, like, 
slightly smart-ass dialogue, which is too clever and pleased with itself for its own good, is right up my street. So I like that a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like the the writing. I like the examination of the of the media and pointing out what it's what it's doing. I am perfectly charmed by that and found it and found it quite fun. I think the delivery of that was really quite good as well. Um, and I know that it's that it's manipulative, but I quite like it when it's like mention a film I know there. That's a thing that I understand. <laughs> like feel very pleased with myself, like watch it. So it was in those senses, it can be quite a pleasure to watch it at times as well. Um, yeah. If they did another one, I think I'd go and watch it. Um, so I'm going to join you, Luke, on a B. B is nice, nice, B nice. from me. So, B for Billy Loomis. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. Will he be uh, back again as a ghost? The ghost of Billy Loomis. Let's get the ghost of Stu involved as well. That'll be a good, for a good oh, time. Oh, Matthew Lillard, digitally de-aged. <laughs> <laughs> just, have him, just don't have him digitally de-aged. Just have fuck with people. Yeah, have him just actually pull the pull the all of the things, all of the have all of the comes he does from um, Thirteen Ghosts, and no dialogue. Just <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Uh, yeah, right. So next week, um, we are doing Blink. Is that yeah? We double double bends next week, right? Double bends. That's uh, as many bends as you could ever want and need. Yeah. It's a double Ben week. Uh, so Ben Scaife. Uh, ben Scaife is joining us. Yeah. Long-time listener of the show. Friend of the T-shirt show. T-shirt maker. T-shirt maker. Um, monkey horror enthusiast. <laughs> yeah, he's coming to talk with us. Just a year, just just over a year, and a year and a week away it'll be, since we did our Congo episode. Famous ape horror Congo. Um, he's going to come and talk to us about Link, uh, another ape horror film. We'll no doubt mention Dunstan. I think he'll make an appearance. Yeah, <laughs> Dunstan will be involved. Yeah, cool. Yeah, sweet. Thanks for listening. Check in with us next week. <laughs> wow. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed listening to those episodes, you can become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout, where you can get early access episodes and bonus content. Thanks to our current patrons, Lane Spencer, John Crinan, Ben Scaife, uh, Stephen Christopher, Debbie Miller, Laura Kendrick, Scott Rigby, Wendy Muller, Ollie Child, and Pazuzu. Oh, I'll just say, Wendy Muller is a new patron. I guess we'll like shout out the new patrons as they come in. So welcome, Wendy. Thanks very much Cheers, for joining. Wendy. Welcome. Thank you. And um, yeah, thanks to Kovac, Carmen, for our theme music. Thanks to Acast for hosting the show. Um, thanks to the listeners. Please review rate and review in itunes hit subscribe and uh, thanks to ben and andy for being right horror dudes thank you very much guys it's thank been a both. pleasure yeah, what a lovely what a lovely time lovely. until next week no, no. stay spooky everyone bye, bye. 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 bye.